Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Rob Thompson, Rudy J, R and R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. You made it. Congratulations. Friday morning to you, 7 a.m. for R and R in the morning. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. What's up, Rob? We got a. Imposter or intruder or some new dude in here, some new guy. I've never seen him. A suit. Well, a vest, anyway. <laughs> James Pledger in for Carl Schoenig. James today. Pledger with the marathon. He's doing his he's doing his marathon work today. Carl took a, a teacher snow day. <laughs> oh. Carl with the day off. Man, there's a bunch of grumpy teachers today. I know you're listening. I know you're in the car right now. And you're thinking, why did we yesterday? What was the point of that? Why couldn't we have done this today and just gotten a three-day weekend? Why am I up going to class for a day? Yeah, I think they should have just went ahead and took the social distancing on into Monday. Oh, we can't talk about social distancing. This was a snow and ice thing, not COVID. Oh, my bad. Because if we say COVID, people get mad. Nobody gets mad at a snow day. With no snow. Parents get a little grumpy. (laughs) But like, hey, you know what I mean? If, I was, if, they, if the schools across San Antonio would have said social distancing quarantine day, people have lost their minds. Everybody hears snow day. Oh. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah, but. um, Back to work for you, teachers. Enjoy your ride in. Don't mind them brake lights. We'll get you we'll all get the you way there. there. It is a playoff weekend in the NFL. We're going to talk a lot about it. The uh, I see two upsets. You see two what? Two. I see potentially. Two upsets. And one of I'm, those two is probably going to happen. I just don't know which one it's going to happen. All right. I'm interested here to what do it at 730? I think so. Okay. When do you want to do it? I want to do it when it do, when we do it. You know, because the thing about Rob and I, if y'all haven't noticed, we tend to take our own. We have our own GPS route. <laughs> you know, the GPS will tell us where we need to be the quickest way. And Rob and I sometimes take the scenic route. <laughs> so... You know, I appreciate See, that's why Pledge is basically our ways. Rerouting. Rerouting. Yeah, Pledge would be definitely ways. He wouldn't be regular Google. Pledge would be ways. Yeah, ways. He'll like, yo, cop up here. Yo, cop up cop here. Cop up here on the right. Watch it, Rob. Watch it, Rob. <laughs> that's the. Uh... But yeah, so I guess when we get to it, we'll get to it. I've learned, we are, you know, sometimes we don't keep our appointments because. I just sometimes I just random thoughts, and I just want your opinion. Well, warning, it's Friday. Yeah, don't don't warning. Do not hold anything I say against ESPN San Antonio, San Antonio Sports Star, or Alpha Media. These opinions are mine, and mine alone. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think that works. <laughs> I know. See, I tried. We're paying you. I know. You're so not you, paying us. So then that we, means 
y'all have to take responsibility for what Pretty I say. Pretty much, yes. Pretty much. I don't know if you guys have been listening to Fine Bomb this week. Dude. Dude, the other day was brutal. Yesterday wasn't much better. Did it keep going? It kept going. The whole, yeah. For those of you that aren't in a situation yeah, or have a taste that, of this it. This thing is crazy. Paul Feinbaum is, uh, is on our air from 2 to 4. And Feinbaum's show is based out of the South, is Southern in origin. No, no, Rob. That's, there's, there's South. We're in the South. We're that, in the Southwest. The Feinbaum show is like deep. Grease ain't been changed in a few years south you know what i mean like there's there's fried and then there's southern fried <laughs> paul Feinbaum's fans are southern fried he's in the yeah, gravy man. with every meal yeah it's a little different south. down there but what happened rob well nick saban okay uh wrote a letter mm-hmm. to this uh senator to named mansion out of west virginia okay and Joe Manchin is a Democrat who has been holding out on a voter rights act. Okay. That has really been part and parcel to what Biden ran on. And we're just telling the story. We're not getting no, into No, no, no. This isn't politics. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so Saban wrote a letter mm-hmm. in, in, uh, tr- imploring Joe Manchin to vote for this because he's a Democrat that's holding out on it. Okay. And the reaction from the old Southern guard, as it were. Was it from Paul or from his fans? His fans. But he's letting them he's letting see, them loose though. Paul Feinbaum's show is legitimately call up and talk smack about your most heated rival in college football. SEC. Oh, you know, Mississippi State boy calling in and talking about that old boy from Ole Miss and how we're gonna beat them. And Ole Miss calling and said, How about Georgia? That's it's just if you haven't had a chance to listen to the show, it's quite funny because the callers They're hilarious. You know, they between two callers they share four teeth kind of thing. Wow. There's it, it is a not four teeth. Well, one of them's got three. <laughs> so it's an entertaining listen if you take it for what it is. Oh, my goodness. Well, okay. that same audience tends a, a certain direction politically, and it was let loose over the last couple of days. To the extent that those that have listened and reached out, I am as appalled as you are. I have voiced my concerns up the chain to let them know that there are some. there's a modicum of... of uh, I don't know, decorum that should be held on a sports talk radio show. When people come here for the umbrella, the protection that offers us, the one thing that we should truly disagree about but also talk about all the time is sports. So 30, 30 second timeout. You're getting emails on this? Oh, yes. Yes. Damn. I mean, I I, I could see like if it was uh, the Blitz halftime or us. Well, but this, it's but, my I mean, air. The, it is yeah. your air, but I'm just like, damn. So they, some people are kind of upset. Oh, yeah, for but those. you know what it is, though? When you have a guy that's won 39 titles, he feel like a lot of people feel like Saban thinks he's better than everybody. And then now you couple it with him reaching out in a direction that they're mm-hmm. against. It it causes this type of snowstorm. But Paul being the – Paul's a professional. At some point, Paul and his call screen are supposed to say, okay, that's, that's enough. It. Yep. And he didn't. He just let it go. Well, you, you know, you, you want to be a forum for conversation. You should be. We should be. And you always allow maybe one strike um, when you hear somebody start talking. And every now and then you hear that dog whistle where they say something. You go, whoa, what? And then they go a little bit further and you hear, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm getting a confirmation here. I know where the. And then they finally say something that is outlandish. You had a couple of strikes ahead of time. You knew it was sounding a little bit weird. And as a radio guy, yeah. you need to know, boom, that's that's enough. But, and it got too far. Um. I like to, I like to, I don't really, you know what we do. I don't really do the whole take a side thing, but this is what I will say though. 
if I'm the deep Southern fried gentleman, we can never go. Nobody ever calls foul when we go too far on them. Not us. I'm just saying when, when, when the TV guys and the radio guys were going hard on whoever it would be, whether it be Trump, whatever it be, whoever, Mm -hmm. nobody called foul. It was just like, it's just free game. Yes. It was, you know, it, and then when it's the other way, now you're getting emails. Well, I got emails both ways. Oh, you did? I, I okay. get, yes, okay. I get them. Okay. <laughs> no, this is not okay. the first time oh, okay. cool. this okay. has okay. ever cool. happened. Okay. <laughs> no. okay. There is so a from fringe. 2016 to hey. 2020, you got hey. a lot of emails. If you are far from the middle, you're the lunatic okay. fringe on any direction. North, south, okay. east, west, right, left. It don't matter. If you're oh, out okay. there, you're out there. Okay. Oh, that's, it doesn't matter okay, your beliefs. Gotcha. You're just as crazy. You just got different when, symptoms. Because from 16 to 20, athletes were taking aim and taking aim often. So, I, you know what? Now that I think about it, I'm sure you got a lot of that. Yeah, it's like, not I just uncommon. can't listen anymore. But because for my, and it wasn't about, it was, it, it went too far for any, for any, for show. any reasonable discourse. It went too far. Okay. We'll leave it at that. And you know what? Paul knew it too, but he just loved it. He was just sitting back eating it uh, up. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of fun to hey, that kind of, do that kind of radio. It is to stir that pot. There's guys that have made a living across this country. That's all they do. Like and I'm not talking politics. I'm talking sports. I, you know what? I'm a pot stir. I, I well, love I love me a good pot stirring. But you can't yell fire in a movie no, theater. No, 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 no. I agree you with that. You know what I mean? That's the ultimate pot stir. We, and sometimes you, you go that far because you get a little numb to it. Yeah, I've... Um... I deem myself. I'm. I'm a top ten troll. Where, where would you rank me, Pledge? I'm a. You're a kind troll. I'm a kind troll. Yeah. That. You know what? That's a great way to put it. Right. Well, you know, I, you you spoke of yourself as a southern gentleman. Yes. You, when you said as a southern fried. Yeah. <laughs> the the truest southern thing, in my mind, is the bless your heart syndrome. The. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking bad about you, but bless your heart. You're a bless my heart. You, oh, I'm a bless your heart yes. kind of guy. But then you would you would go on to slam them after you say yeah, bless but, your heart. Yeah, you know, but when you hear that, that yeah. is the ultimate yes. slanderous words from a southern gentleman or a southern lady. That means you just we just, we we just gonna, or the other one ain't is no fixing it. I'm gonna pray for you. Yes, I'm gonna pray for you, <laughs> baby. I'm gonna pray for you. You know, and I'm gonna pray that you get that hate out your heart. You're gonna be in my <laughs> notions on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, when somebody says I'm gonna pray for you, is one either you really sick or you just like you know what? There's no help in this dude. Yeah. I'm going to pray for you, baby. You get brought up in church on Sunday. Yeah. I'm going to say your name. Stand up. <laughs> Dak Prescott has had to stand up. It wasn't 75. No, it wasn't. And I oh. think you could tell by his... Don't uh, step on... Don't no, step we're not. On the, don't we're going gonna to get there. All right. I don't you want You can tell that. by his demeanor. It started high. It ended there. He, get, he did a good apology. Oh, he did. It was a solid apology. It was a yippee apology. He wears nice boots and nice cowboy hats. They took it easy on him. <laughs> Dak, Dak, man, I, you know what? I'll give it to Dak, man. You know, I like Dak. I like Dak. Dak yeah, that's Dak the problem. Be sharp, Dak be sharp. Good looking dude. Always says the right things. Now we just got to get him some wins when they matter. Well, you know, that's match, the problem. To match those ostrich boots. Because, uh. Michael Irvin came on the air Woo! yesterday. I guess he was running around with Stephen A. or whoever he was. I, I saw he does Mondays. With he Stephen does Mondays, Stephen so A. Yeah. I don't know where he was yesterday. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you when we start talking about it. Okay. But he was <laughs> talking about the uh, the Cowboys and where blame should lie in the loss, and he pointed it kind of the direction that Rudy and I have 
been pointing it. I mean, somebody when the players agree with us, Rob, then I, I just drop the mic and walk yeah. off. You know, forget the Twitter, dude. And I, I don't I, need you to agree with me. Michael Irvin does. And, you know, the old saying, game respects game, and yeah. players know players. I respect Michael. He knows, he sees behind the uh, the veil of the media's interpretation. He saw the game. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> yesterday, Rob, again, we we talked about it, and I got I got a lot of responses about how well we, we, we handled the Mike McCarthy interview. But then there's the guy that even though – McCarthy owned everything. Mm-hmm. You st- don't start pledge. Don't start. <laughs> don't start dumb. no one. Pledge it, is, pledge. it is Friday. We could get it on if you want to. It's Friday. Do not try me today because we could go at it. I, you know, it's, it's Friday. We've already you've already been warned. I'm gonna let you know. Uh-oh. But when you when somebody apologizes, Rob, when are you supposed to let it go? Like like let's say you and your wife get into it and you've apologized. How long? I mean, when do you just, when does the apology accepted? Like McCarthy said, look, I got to make these securities guys more disciplined. I, I got to do this. I got to do that. I, 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 I. <laughs> All and right. Then, and then there's still guys in my comments. We're on to you. Blah, 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 this. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, he addressed all of that. You know, that old forgive and forget thing Pull that is a up, myth. I, really? I'll forgive, but forget? No, I'll never forget. And right now we we're not that's even where, that's we're, where the people that can't stand McCarthy you know, you've are. You've been in a fight with your wife, and oh you realize God. this is not going to end unless I end it. But I'm not going to give in. So you kind of go, all right, and let's move on. But then you're still kind of mad, and every time she does it, you bring up the thing that got in the fight, but in a different way. That's how we are. We're going to forgive McCarthy once once we get the 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 approval from on high, and Jane Slater on with a. Minix oh and Reinagle yesterday. Oh my continues gosh, to the, the the riders, the, those that are in the Dallas Cowboy Jerry Jones orbit that run that beat, continue to fan these embers that are about to die into McCarthy just being the coach by default. In that, there's still something going on with Jerry. And Jane Slater pointed some things out with with Minix and, and Reinagle yesterday on the blitz, four that. to seven. If you're missing it, you're missing yeah, out. Yeah, there's some people that just, like, they didn't accept his press conference. They didn't accept what he said on the fan. They didn't accept what he said on R&R. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and see, and that's when I get mad, when I'm like, okay, it's been a day. You haven't accepted my apology, so now I'm mad. Now I'm mad because you won't not be mad. So then let's get it on again. So, But we got to give it some time. So now I'm taking my keys and I'm driving to 410 and I'm, I'm going to blow off some steam. Well, you gotta let it. St- you gotta give it some time to percolate. How long, Rob? Well, it's been four days. I, I would say it's worthy of a week of uh, going through the steps of grief and anger. We'll get to acceptance, but right now, as every time I turn on the TV, I see Stephen A. with a big cigar and a goofy cowboy hat, <laughs> telling me how my life is ruined and it was never worth a damn. Yeah. And all I can think about is, well, damn it, it was the coach. Why the hell are we running the ball? Yes, I'm mad. Until that dies down, we can't. Okay. And no, you're right, John Dyer. I'm not a bigger troll than Jimenez. Jimenez is a skip. He's the ultimate. Yeah, he's Skip Jimenez. I he's skip I Jimenez. dubbed him Skip Bayless. Yeah, he is. He's Skip Jimenez. He's <laughs> and a, he took offense to it. He shouldn't. He's a troll. But no, I just like man, that's gonna stick. By I'm the like, way. dude. Oh, absolutely. If you I knew what I was doing, it was 23 minutes of a guy taking all the blame. Like he, like they robbed a bank, and he took the bid. Mm-hmm. 
He took the bid. He didn't give any names. He told him to kiss his bleep. He was like, nope, I'll give me mine. Give me mine. Give me mine. It's all on me. And y'all, it still isn't good enough for y'all. And Michael Irvin. And Michael Irvin was like, nope. Nope. I agree with my guys, Rob and Rudy. You're definitely going to be here for 9 o'clock. I think it's going to be a great conversation. Uh, We'll have Carolina teeing on at 8.30. The Spurs tip off yet again. See if we can stack some wins as we get healthier and healthier. The Nuts are in town. So, hey, go see Kyrie and James Harden tonight. No KD, man. That MCL sprain, that's scary. I've never seen Kyrie play live. Really? Never seen him play live. Uh, I have when they were with the sorry Cavs. Maybe I did. Maybe before Brian came back and saved them, that's when I saw him. I don't think I've ever seen him play live. If I did, it was not a memorable performance. Tonight, I expect a memorable performance. Well, DeJounte might have something to say about that. Oh, no. Um, Truth, truth. Watch Kyrie get voted in as a starter. (laughs) I know. In Cleveland. In Cleveland. Dude, who's you had one job. I want to I want to I want to sit down. Can we effort the gentleman who said, "Let's have the NBA All-Star in Cleveland." I just want to <laughs> I just want to go through his thought process. Can we effort him See, pledge? You know, Rudy, I, I who does pro- that? I can't do that because people say the same thing about us. So I got No way. Uh, yes. Uh, no, yes. sir. Yes. Rob. Yes. You, I'm not going to let you call San Antonio Cleveland. Uh, we are popping. San Antonio is popping. I'm just telling you from those that I have been around in previous occasions, San Antonio is good for two nights. <laughs> what? Is what I hear from most those. We have grown that, so hey, for much. for two nights. Yeah. And for a night, yeah, for a night and maybe two. That's just what, I'm not saying they're right. I'm just saying what the perception is. Okay. So go I to Cleveland. You. I feel you. And prove, I'm sure Cleveland is going to be fine. I've been to Cleveland. They got a nice little district do down there. Anonymous, Not for NBA do an, Drake types. They, do an NBA anonymous poll on worst places for an NBA All Star game. Cleveland will be in first place. No, by I, a mile. I, I'll give you the winner immediately. Milwaukee. Who the hell would want to be in Milwaukee in the middle of February? No. Milwaukee. Okay, you got me there. You got me there. So I mean we're now, San Antonio we might have be the third weather. to last. Well, but. no, the thing is, the, at least Detroit? for the All Star game. Oh, nobody wants to go to Detroit. But you know, but Detroit got in a little February? bit of something. Not in February. Well, well, hell, when they did it in Dallas, remember it snowed the year they did it in Dallas. Oh yeah, that's why San Antonio gets a leg up on a lot of these venues because at least you come here and put on a short sleeve shirt mm-hmm. most of the time. But most of the guys that I deal with across the country, yeah, San Antonio is great for a couple of days. We just don't have enough to. I know what you mean. We're I, a weekend destination. We're not a we're not a weekend. We're family. We're family tourist mm-hmm. town. We don't have the, the the culture. No. Well, we're working on it. Oh, I read an article yesterday that uh, are we becoming the new Austin and do we want that? And I don't. I like the fact that we don't got that kind of. I, I love. Why I live here. I love Austin. I love Austin. I love that I don't live in Austin. I love that I get to come and live in my city and just visit that place. How does your sister like it? I know is, if that's too not See, too much information. No, no, no. Okay. Um, um, she's adopted the culture. She lo- so she's grown to love it. Oh, they're they're my sister's full in Austin in every sense of the word, and that's not a terrible thing. It's just a thing. Yeah, I got you. But they're you know you live down in Zilker Park and suddenly you just we t- all know what we're talking about. You, you become <laughs> that 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 type blanket, you know. Organic you know, walnut the, bread. If it weren't for the over avocado, I don't think Texas would have a moral compass. I'm glad that they're thinking for us. 
Does the term rhyme with lipster? Yeah, the... uh, (laughs) You know what? They're they're our conscience, man. The Austinites got to make sure that the rest of us Texans are at least um, living farm to table. You know what? I think the word hipster, and we got headlines to get to, the hipster has taken on a bad thing, and being a hipster is not a bad thing. No, it's not. It's not a bad thing. Except for the skinny jeans. Hipster, there's nothing wrong with being a hipster. You know what my 13-year-old told me? Because she walked out the house the other day, I was like, you look homeless. And she was like... That's a compliment for us nowadays. I was like, "What?" See, that's Austin right there. That's that's <laughs> Austin. Keeping I was like, the rest "What do you mean?" I was because she had real. her pajama pants. It was like, I was like, "You look crazy." Yeah, she was like, "That's a compliment, Dad. Thank you." You know what I mean? Like her goal was accomplished, and I was I was like, "Damn, I failed as a parent." No, girl, Dad. <laughs> that's all that is. I failed, and it's Friday, and we got headlines. And I'm derailing us. I already told I y'all I was. I think you failed because she actually <laughs> turned to you and said, that's a compliment. I think that that is a massive success on a variety of levels. Yep. <laughs> Let's get our headlines going. <laughs> Girl dad, man. <laughs> I, I, I just knocked I, my I mic out. I never, ever, ever had that conversation. Really? You got a couple of boys. You, you tell them, there, there's no conversation. Like, you look like an idiot. Go ahead and change. <laughs> It's not. A, it's a compliment. I no, wonder how many times you said that coming up <laughs> when their kids like you look like an idiot. Son. Oh, I, well, <laughs> plenty enough to where they knew not to do it again. Yeah, Moving on before go. I get myself in trouble. Four one one in the two one zero. Here's the four one one in the two one zero. Headline two. Hey, credit, credit to them. <laughs> That was Jack Prescott after Sunday's loss to the 49ers, and the NFL has in kind returned with a $25,000 fine for mm. the Cowboys quarterback after he credited the fans for throwing things at the officials after the game on Sunday, in which they lost to the San Francisco 49ers 23-17. On Tuesday, he would tweet out three times to his 1.4 million followers to apologize, writing once that he deeply regrets his comments, another time that he holds NFL officials in the highest regard, and a third time that it was a mistake on my behalf and that I'm sorry. (laughs) 25 is a little light from what you and Carl thought was going to go down. Oh, yes, I... I think I mean I you think told the people initial, it was cool to assault someone and you only got hit twenty five K. I think the initial bid was probably three times that. And right now Dak is awfully happy to have been paying union dues. I think the union stepped in and and, and offered him that. Back a long time ago, I worked on another radio station doing pre and post game for a silver and black basketball team. Okay. And I uh was doing it with a good friend, great guy, Jeff Vexen. Shout out to Vex. Yeah, Vex is a great dude. That's my guy. Great basketball mind, too. Really enjoyed That's it. my guy. Um, we were doing a post game. The Spurs had folded up. And we came back on saying the Spurs had collapsed quicker than... There's a local builder here that is a legendary name. Not going to go there. Okay. Quicker than that kind of house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We said that... At about 11 o'clock. At night. You know, it's post-game. It's post-game, got you. By about 20 minutes later, my program director arrived in his pajamas, and he kicked the door open like he was, it was a drug raid. Came in and said, do you have any idea what you've done? 
sponsorship, the money involved. When you come back, not only do you live in that house, you love that house, you're going to buy another one of those houses, and you are going to make this right. Dak Prescott was on a you're going to make this right yesterday because yep. McCarthy and Jerry are like, do you have, we're already the most penalized team in football, and you've called out the refs. What do you think next you year's going to be like? Yeah, you said assault them. Yeah, you, you <laughs> called them out like put them in jail. So uh, you don't have to fix that. His agent's calling like, for the love of God, will you stop talking about the refs and making excuses? Bring this back. Your, your brand is, mm-hmm. is the good guy. Your brand is this. The reason you're selling yogurt is you're a nice guy. You're not condoning assaulting referees. You go apologize. And then he did it, and they said, no, that's not good enough. Do another one. Right. He lives in that house. He's going to buy another house. <laughs> you know, I never thought about the uh, the side of it where the refs may look at him like, there he is. Yeah, there he that's is. That's the guy that said it's okay to assault us. Yeah. That looked like a hold. I love that Rob went DJ Khaled on. That's not enough. And another one. <laughs> another one. And another one. Another one. I'm just yeah. saying, that was... Now, he wasn't going to lose a single sponsor. But those no, things no, do no, get filed no. away. They keep receipts. Right. So, Dak's happy. They the, His union protected him. They cut that thing at least in half, if not by more than that. Agreed. 25. I thought it was going to be a lot more than that. So, are you saying those three tweets weren't contrite? <laughs> Well, no, I believe that he knew the moment he said it that was a mistake. That is not Dak Prescott. It took him till Tuesday to uh, respond. Yeah, but I think that there was the there was a lot of other stuff going on. But I, Dak has receipts. He has the credit built up. He doesn't condone assaulting referees. No, we all my, know that. Don't that's worry, the refs have receipts now too. Well, that's my that's concern. The problem. I didn't even think about that. So uh, tweet us another apology. Yeah. I want you to tweet a picture of you wearing a ref shirt. I just saw his StreamYard handle. That's another McCarthy dig. Whatever, man. Moving <laughs> on. Uh, you know what? Ada's going to hate. Move yeah, on. come on. He got nothing else to talk about. <laughs> Texan fan got nothing else to talk about. You know what the biggest news in Texans man, fan life? Josh McCown is the biggest news in Texans fans' lives right now. Mm-hmm. So, of course, accountability would be on Texas. So Everybody else's ass. fault but mine. Such a smart ass. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Headline uh, one, Major League Baseball Players Association to make counteroffer to the league on Monday meeting. This, according to ESPN's Jeff Passan, the league has been in a lockout since December the 2nd, and the gap between the players and league remains significant, with the unions seeking major financial gains in a number of areas and owners trying to hold firm with what they currently pay in salaries. Other issues players have said remain a priority include anti-tanking measures, <laughs> the fixing mm-hmm. of service time manipulation, mm-hmm. and that any concessions players make in their offer could provide a roadmap to negotiations. I think the players... First of all, I just wish the owners just go ahead and lose like they always do. <laughs> like I, I can't remember the MLB owners winning anything, so just bow out gracefully so we baseball can start on time. Now, while I do feel like baseball players are the most coddled, like if if baseball, if we're if sports was beef, baseball players would be the organic beef where the cows are brushed and kept in air conditioning and you know what I mean and massaged. But uh, oh, you can only get it at Whole Foods. Yeah, but they're right. They're right on the anti-tanking and the uh, the service time. 
Owners do take advantage of the service time. Completely yeah. agree. Completely yeah. agree. I, I, it's hard to disagree with what the players are out and, talking about. And I about. think they're the most greedy, overpaid players in sports, but they're right on this. And I would like to see the rest of the the professional leagues look at what they do if, in fact, they do come up with some sort of yeah. anti-tanking plan. Because that's got to be fixed. Yeah, and the service pirates. time. There's a few teams that like spend $36 million a year. That's disgusting. Yeah. So they're, they're right. But we're a long way from getting this yeah. fixed. Final headline, Golden State Warriors head coach Steve Kerr takes the blame after falling to the Indiana Pacers in overtime last night, 121-117, as the Pacers without, were without their four top scorers, including Ford, DeMontis Sabonis, and guards Malcolm Brogdon and Chris Levert, Karis LeVert. Steph Curry had 39 in the loss. Indiana's they just blew out the Lakers. They beat Golden State. Um, I don't think you have to apologize for those wins. I mean, this NBA it happens. Yeah, it does. No, the Pacers are balling right now. Yeah, was- Demontis Sabonis, man. I don't know why more people aren't chasing him. And that's the We're- thing. He didn't even play, and they won. So uh, that's right. He didn't even play. They didn't even play. Pacers are balling right now. Um, that's why they're trying to blow this thing up because they feel like they have some youth that they can build around. That- and this is where the GM and. Rick Carlisle's plan is kind of being shown. Like, y'all see why we're trying to trade Turner and why we're trying to trade Sabonis? But so. I'm sick of looking at box scores. And there's not a fix. I'm just throwing it. I'm sick of it. Only eight available players. 4-1-1 and a 2-1-0. You know what I mean? I, I'm telling and, you. And credit too. to UTSA and Steve Henson's boys last yeah. night. They travel up to El Paso with seven dudes. Guys, you know, there's it, it is what it is. And they they scrapped their way to. I think they lost by a bucket on the road. Was it a bucket? It was close. It was it was within two or three. That that tells me a lot about the coach and his team. Agreed. Yeah, it was sixty nine sixty four. Hey, coming back. Let's look at the NFL's divisional round. We got games Saturday and Sunday. Let's start looking awfully close. There are upsets there. I see two anyway. We'll talk about it next. You're on R and R in the morning, and this. The San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Get the latest on what's happening on the NBA hardwood. Behind the back dribble to the rim and the flush. Right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the scrub? No, you're not talking about my guy McCarthy. Uh, this is R and R in the morning. He's re- this is Rudy's walk-in music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the female anthem when this came out. It was, you know. I'm Rob, one of the scrubs. <laughs> James Pledger driving it. Pledger came in and chose violence today. Yes, <laughs> it's all good. And there'll be some violence this weekend starting can, can tomorrow. Can we talk right? about this for a well, second? Yeah, we wouldn't no, talk being, about being a Cowboy fan. It's tough. It's tough because Rudy and I are sitting in here. Now, uh, if you're looking on the screen, to my left looks like to your right, but you're right. to my left yeah, um, is James. And to my right is Sports Center. Okay. So when I look to the left and I look forward, I see accountability under James's name. Mm-hmm. When I look to the right, and it's now Friday. 
This is Friday morning. With, with, with other games still going on this weekend. In the parlance of the media business, you have an A block, a B block, a C block, and you kind of rank in importance. And just because you're talking about something third does not mean it's the third most important thing. It's how you lay out your show. You right. want to make sure there's a flow there. They're still talking about McCarthy saying the word nervous. They're out game on Sunday. They're on, out of the playoffs, and they're still talking Friday. about it. Friday. We're supposed to be, but continue, Rob. So as Cowboy fan, forgive us if we're a bit arrogant, because you're still talking about us. On I Friday. I, I have not heard word one about New England. Not, Ooh. not a word. Ooh, don't do them like that, Rob. I'm, don't do I'm, them like I'm, that. I'm, no, I'm, you're right. You're right. That's, that was a I great mean, take. Has anybody said anything? Great take. So forgive us if we're, first of all, arrogant, because, my gosh, if you want to talk about us, we're going to be arrogant. If you're still. The thing about it, Rob, is it's because the reason why it's so, like, head-scratching or, like, really, is because you we have some great games this weekend. It's your last show, you know what I mean, before you before we get to the games, and y'all are still talking about the Cowboys who are eliminated. So on the, uh, what are we looking at on here? This is Get Up. This is Get Up. Then this is the in the parlance. They're in their third segment. Okay. And their lead on the third segment was McCarthy nervous on a national show on Friday before the divisional playoff round. So forgive us, Cowboy fans. And you know what? As an Aggie, I will forgive you, Texas fans. Because it's the same thing about Texas football. We're talking about. Gary Patterson showing up and being an assistant on, uh, you know, in February. That's, that was real news. Though. Well, it is kind of news, but it's, it's, it's you know, it, you got to talk about the biggest fish in the you, pond. You got to. Yeah. And that breeds arrogance because they're always talking about you. And as Cowboy fans, shoot. All week long, having to defend something that is, quite frankly, no need to defend and trying to point out things that need to be pointed out all at the same time and then defend your name as just a Cowboy fan. It gets exhausting. So when the Cowboys win, forgive us when we go shut up and sit down. This looks like like, like, like this is engulfing them. We're going to get to Michael Irvin's thoughts. Engulfing them? There is the engulfingness. The look in their eyes. The, the, the blob that is Dallas Cowboy fandom, fan nation. It did feel like they have been engulfed by the Cowboy blob. But let's look at what the, the important stuff of the day, and that's the divisional playoffs coming up this weekend. And Saturday starts off great. I am really looking forward to Cincinnati and uh, Tennessee going on at 3.30. Do you really think you're going to get to sit down and watch that, Rob? Let's, See, keep, that's... It, let's keep it real because I'm, I'm – uh, let's go. Well, you know, there's a social contract for us married types that Sundays are sacred, especially Sunday Cowboy kickoff. That four-hour window is sacred. And for many of us, and hopefully uh, your your wives or your significant others are fans of the game and fans of the team, so they're in there with you. But for those that aren't, it is normally accepted after at least a month or two of marriage that that point in your life, I get to watch the game. I'll hold the baby. I'll feed the baby. I'll do everything with the baby, but please let me watch the game. Right. So that you, you, over time, you, you, you kind of divvy up your weekends, and Sunday being held sacred for church and cowboys, and you could inter- <laughs> interchange, which is more important, but that's what it was. Saturdays have always been reserved, at least in the Thompson household, for the honeydews, and let's do stuff the Sunday, Saturday afternoon. Well, playoff time comes, and that's, that's, that contract is still in play. Now, same thing applies on Saturdays if it's your alma mater. 
Aggie Fact. games are sacred where you watch those. But before and after, if it's three, a late kick, got to get stuff done. Saturday's coming up, and we're getting to that point where you're just after the the holiday lull. We're all coming out of, we've basically paid our December bills. You know, those have already. So maybe, you know, this weekend's probably the first we can get out and go do some stuff. But the weather's bad, so I was hoping it would be worse. I was hoping. I don't want ice. And I don't want, uh, you know, PTSD-inducing cold weather. But I wanted it to where is it if it was 50-50 on whether we should go do something because the weather's bad. I want it to be about 70-30 no. Like, if we go out there, it's going to be so cold. Right. It's not going to be that bad. So you might have to. And now we've got a great football game at 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Really good game. I'm just a little concerned about my availability to the game. <laughs> Like last Sunday, I was driving back from Dallas, and I successfully, might I add, I don't know how you went did it. dark. I don't know how. Turned the phone off, listened to podcasts, didn't talk to anybody, didn't answer calls, didn't look at texts. Didn't That's hard. What, didn't look at the WhatsApp. Can't look at WhatsApp. And I managed to get there, and, and without interruption, did not know the end till literally the end. I don't think I'm going to be able to do that on Saturday. No, no way. Good thing I don't. We don't have anything planned, so I'm gonna be able. I'll be able to watch it both for you if you have to do a honeydew. I don't think there's an upset luring. Here. Not in this game. I don't think you're taking so. Tennessee. I just think Tennessee is just a roughneck, tough ass football team. They're my roughneck team this year. They play tough defense. They get in your grill. They punch you in the face and run the football, whether it's Derrick Henry or not. And you I think that's trust the kind of thing. That Ryan be, Tannehill. I don't have to trust Ryan I Tannehill. I, it, I Ryan Tannehill is the modern day Trent Dilfer. Just don't screw it up, bro. And he's one of the better play-action passers than all the NFL, and Derrick Henry makes that play-action kind of better. Derrick might be bad. So that defense is good enough, man. And I, I have to rely on the fact that over, you know, we always talk about youthful exuberance. You know, most of the time youth is exuberant because they don't have enough information. I've been around long enough to see this happen before. And at some point... You get over the hump. You get over, well, you, you either get over the hump or you have to learn how to get over the hump. And the, the Bengals right now are playing on house money. Goals mm. accomplished. Tennessee got the good side of the draw. Yes. That, you know, Buffalo, Kansas City, you know, they got, they get sent to a young team while, and a lot of people feel like they'll be back. There's no guarantees. Ask Dan Marino. You know, he goes to the Super Bowl his rookie year and never sniffs it again. So, but I do think I'm, I'm going to roll with the Titans over since I don't think they're ready. It's just a matter of that. Now, if this was the same matchup with everybody maturing one more year, next year, I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah. But this year, Especially with Derrick Henry back playing at home, I like them. But that is in no way a discount to the Bengals. I just don't think that young quarterbacks go far without being there first. It just doesn't happen very often. Yeah, you going to Bengals? I'm. I love Cincinnati. I there do too. Is no, no, I too. There is no quarterback playing better in the NFL right now, sans well, maybe Aaron Rodgers, than Joe Burrow. Well, Joe Burrow has beaten Patrick Mahomes in the last three weeks. The Raiders in the first round, and he's looked great. He's thrown for like fifteen hundred yards in three games. No, no, I, I Vegas around, agrees with you guys. They're around, only giving Tennessee half a point. I around mean, week eight, nine, ten, I don't know. I came on here and I said he's the next Tom. Well, so uh, I'm a fan. He's uh, the next Tom Brady. No, I, I'm not. Again, I'm not discounting. Yeah, not I'm just telling you Bengals. my information over my many years of watching professional football playoffs is young quarterbacks tend to fold, especially after an initial easy win. It was awfully easy last week, and it's not going to be this easy next. I mean, it's just not. It They're good, and that tandem looks like Moss and Brady. It does, mm -hmm. but history tells me 
that a South defense at home with a road quarterback in bad weather who's on his second year coming off of a knee injury doesn't fare well. It just That's just what it tells me. Vegas kind of sees it because they're only giving Tennessee half a point. But I mean, it's three and a half the line, but you get three just for p- kicking off at home. Being at home, right. History also tells me, though, a, a running back coming off a Jones fracture in his first action in months doesn't usually have a big game. Oh, and you know the thing is but that ordinarily would be a, yeah that would ordinarily be the death nail right but they've won eight games without him so that just tells me that's a little bit of gravy and they don't need they can put him on a pitch count they and did s- play the AFC South yes there is there we go with that I, there there is reason to say the Cincinnati should win it but all the internal factors the things that really that truly bear out over time tell me that Cincinnati can't do it. And the, the fact is, I don't want to see Tennessee in the Super Bowl. It's boring. Don't say that. It's true. We're, we're Spurs fans. Spurs we ain't boring now. We no, were. But that's what I'm saying. We don't. We can't do that. But it is. It's boring. Tennessee's not boring. No, not, no, it would be less boring if we had the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Pat Mahomes so, okay. glory in there. So that's Pat, all I'm talking about. So w- watching Pat Mahomes run 400 yards backwards last Super Bowl wasn't boring? That was terrible. That was a horrible Super Bowl last year, and it was Pat Mahomes. Uh, it was, that was a horrible. Well, I Super look at Bowl it on the watch. other side. It was extraordinarily watching the defense take this turn and okay. take that away from. There's that. <laughs> you know, that. You're right. Actually, as you said that, I realized. You know what? You're right. That was yeah. boring. <laughs> I don't want to see that. That I, was boring. I don't know. Watching Patrick Mahomes in <laughs> midair, horizontal oh, yeah. to the ground, throw a dime that Daryl Williams drops around the end zone. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes was alone in that game. Well, this is really the only one with just a little bit of taste, a little bit of what flavor. 49ers, Packers, there's undercurrents all through this. I got a lot of people, uh, not a lot of people, but a lot of Twitter sphere coming at me yesterday saying San Fran's going to win this game because they run the ball and Green Bay doesn't stop the run. That's what they're laying their hat on. I'm still going to go with Aaron Rodgers. They got something to prove. They have the most pressure. I don't, I'm not going to Matt Stafford. I'm not going to all of a sudden make Matt Stafford out to be Tom. Aaron has the most pressure. When you go to two NFC title games in a row, you and your Aaron Rodgers supposed to be the best ever. You got to get to the Super Bowl. He understands that they beat San Fran. Lots of flavor there. Yeah. Lots of undercurrents. It might be three degrees too, by the way. And that's another topic. Because that's at night. Now we've talked about McCarthy taking the the verbal vomit questions over and over and over. <laughs> Penny Hardaway was going to have none of that. We'll talk about that at 8. You're on r r in the morning. This is San Antonio's Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. This is Joe Reinagle. Drive home with Jason Minix and me today at 4, ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. Yeah, I woke up to some tough news this morning, Rudy. Feeling old. What news was that? Legendary rock star Meatloaf has passed. He's posted on his official Facebook page. He was 74. Now, see, you said that this morning, and I was like, so the whole band died. Because <laughs> yeah. I thought Meatloaf was a band. It's a dude. So his name, that was his that stage was, name? His name was Marvin Lee Aday, and he was born in Dallas in 1947. 
adopted the name Meatloaf and began acting and singing in productions when he moved to L.A. after his mother's passing in 1965. Yeah, so I, I swear this whole time when I would see the name Meatloaf throughout the decades, I was like, oh, that band. Because that's a band name. That's not a solo name. Well, first of it's all, God bless one. the dead. Yeah. But I thought it was a band. And, and you looked at me and Pledge looked at me and everybody just said, save it for the radio. Because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, well, you he said it. I literally said, oh, damn, the whole band died. He, uh, there was a, just a specific song, the Bad Out of Hell record back in the early I know 80s. That, what that, I know that I song. I would do anything for love and then waiting for the end of time. The, 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 that eight minute song that encompassed an entire life of gets a girl in, a, in his car. I they thought Queen was the only one that did an eight minute song. Oh, no, the, the, uh, Aqualung. That, that, that's Jethro Tull. Yeah, I know. What what are we at? I got a minute. Okay, yeah, so ahead. the old the old What's up? for those that are old radio biz. Okay. When you used to not have a computerized system and you used to either put the record down, the disc down, or put in a cart as it was yeah. to play a song. Uh you didn't have a lot of time. You, if you're doing radio, you get a break of about 5 to 7 minutes, about every 15 to 20 minutes. Some bodily functions take longer than that. Mm-hmm. So an old DJ trick was there are four or five songs out there that were longer than most american pie uh aqualung uh the meatloaf the bad out of hell song that ran five six seven minutes so you could combine that with an end of set break where all the commercials are to give yourself 12 to 15 minutes of personal time to take care of any business that would Whatever ordinarily would take be. a little bit longer oh. and meatloaf was part and parcel to that so there's a lot of overnight rock DJs that remember that song, not so much fondly for the lyrics because they never heard it because they ever run into the bathroom. Got you. What, so what was the name of the, the Bohemian Rhapsody song? Galileo? Well, it's how Bohemian long, Rhapsody. Many, yeah, it's a many, long one. That's a long song. But we're talking about significantly long, like six, seven minutes. That's insane. Song. And radio types, you don't want to play that many long songs. You want a lot of shorter songs. You need more time for commercials. But there was a time in high school. I love this song. R.I.P. Meatloaf is gone. But, okay, Rob, you'll do anything for love, but what won't you do? I have safe words for that, Is that the name of the song? I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. But I won't do that. I have a safe word for that, Rudy. What is it? Foliage. Foliage? Oh. Man, I love this show. Kenny Hardaway needed a, a safe word yesterday. You get asked a dumb question, and every coach does. But there's kind of a contract here. Penny Hardaway is a coach that's taken one too many dumb questions. You think Pop was rough? Wait till you hear Penny. We'll talk about it next. <laughs> this is r and in the morning, and you're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Uh. Rob Thompson. Rudy J. Uh. R and R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. morning. You have crossed the path that was the week and made it to the oasis that is Friday. I like that sweater, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) An ongoing point of contention in my life is the change in term for what used to be known as a sweatshirt. Or a fleece to sweater. 
I find that annoying. You just can't change the name of an article of clothing and expect everybody to go, oh, okay, we'll call it that. You can't change and say, you know that thing that you have on your head? That used to be a hat, now we're calling it a vest. Right. So go put on your vest. It's a sweatshirt. It is not a sweater. It's not a jacket. It's not a hoodie. What is it? Well, how do you how do we define what's a jacket, what's a sweater, what's a sweatshirt? A jacket sweatshirt? has closures, either Zipper. zips or buttons or velcro. It okay. opens and you enter it from the front, not the bottom. Okay. Um a hoodie is as it implies. Yeah. Has a hood. That one's simple. That's easy. A sweatshirt is made of fleece, a cotton or maybe a recycled material that is woven tight. A sweater is a is a woven a loosely woven material. It can be cotton, it can be wool, it can be a variety of things, but it's a looser weave. As James is displaying, that's not a sweater. That's that a is cardigan. a sweater. But a cardigan is one of the mini sweaters. Oh, you can okay. have a cardigan sweater, a V neck sweater, a okay. mock neck sweater, a turtleneck sweater, and that is a cardigan sweater. A crew neck sweater. A crew neck sweater. Yes, as low of energy. Came over and pointed out wrongly, I might add, that I am wearing a sweater. I am not. I am wearing a sweatshirt, or you may also call it a fleece. And there's no debate. You can't just change the name of an no. article of clothing and say, "When I a long time ago, I was on I was on a vacation in in London." Nice. Oh, was this your um, honeymoon was, slash? Uh, Maybe. Oh, okay, whatever. Doesn't matter. Continue. So I was out shopping. I wanted to have, I wanted to buy some British clothes. Okay. And I walked in and, the, and I was standing in, the, in, a, in a kind of a high-end men's suit and, and clothing nice. store in, on Bond Street in London. I'm sure you can find a lot of nice clothes in and London. the guy walks up. He goes, what can I help you with? And I said, well, I'm looking for, I don't know what I'm looking for. He goes, well, over here we have pants and a vest. And over here, and I looked over and all I saw was underwear. And I said, well, the pants and the vest, where are the pants and the vest? He goes, well, right over here. And he just kept walking. And then I, then we got over to the suit area. And like, here's the suits. And it was one of those places where you pick the fabric. You know what I mean? So they had the whole area. And I was, and I, I couldn't get past the pants and a vest. Like, what are you talking about, pants and a vest? <laughs> you wouldn't let it go? He goes, no, your undergarments, your pants, and your vest. And it was underwear and T-shirt. They called it pants and a vest. That's not right. Well, that's right for them. Oh. But they're wrong. Leave Did you have up. a biscuit while you were there? <laughs> so, <laughs> which isn't a biscuit, by the way. Their biscuits ain't biscuits. How much fish and chips did you eat in London? A, a lot. It's on every corner. Oh, that's right, chips. Yeah, they call it chips. Because my sister and my brother-in-law went to Germany, and they said they ate fish and chips. Oh, it's on every lot. corner. It's it's our hamburgers, but you know they use that malted vinegar on the French fries, which is delicious. And they they shake that on the fish and chips. See, don't mess with the fries. Like the parsley and all that stuff, just leave fries alone. Only place I like the parsley fries is Rue. Is that parsley? Is that is that what that is at Rue? It's parsley. Okay. Have you had the fries at Hop Dotty that have the Parmesan and the parsley? Yeah, I, I tell you, yes, hold sir. that. What? Hold that. Hold that. Just As my daddy would have said, good, more for me. Salt and spicy ketchup, and we're Gucci. Have you seen the, the uh, Whataburger, not just spicy, but it's like hot ketchup? Yeah. It's like, uh, yes. Yeah, I'm going to withhold judgment. Okay. Well, wait. I've seen some negative reviews. But you haven't tried it for yourself. No, I have not. It's one withholding yeah, hold, judgment. Yeah, hold judgment. It's the one with the white label, I believe. So I'm, next time I go, I'll try it. But mm -hmm. I, I have a feeling I'm not the best judge of that because I really don't like. The spicy ketchup is about as spicy as I want to go for my fries. I don't want hot. 
Yeah, gotcha. I know what you mean. This is a good question by Rob Spencer. Your Pepsi or your Sprite? Because I'm a, I'm from East Texas. We say pop. See that's see pop starts. We say East pop. Texas and goes right up the middle of the country. It goes straight through mm. Colorado. You go up to Colorado, it's always pop. Yeah, we used to say pop up Here, in Tyler. A Coke is a lot of things. I say I'm, I'm gonna pull over. I'm gonna get a Coke and I'll go get a Dr Pepper. I'm gonna pull over and get a Coke and it might be a root beer. But a Coke that's true is a, is not it's just a, a Coke. To me, a Coke is a Coke. See, I some it's either Coke or soda. But I'll say Coke. I know, let's pull over. I'm thirsty. I want to get a Coke. You get a Dr Pepper. And I'll get it, but all I'm looking for is carbonated and caffeinated. Or, you know, it can be Sprite or whatever. A Coke can be many things, yeah, a Coke is but many a Dr. Things. Pepper is always a Dr. True. Pepper. Like, you will Unless, always of course, separate those Pib. two. Yeah. Unless, of course, it's a Mr. Pibb. Now, you if remember you get Mr. The, Pibb? Oh, it's still around. You'll still find it in places. Oh, okay. I haven't seen one. No, you got to be. You got to go to the right places. Okay. Or the wrong ones. <laughs> Depending, Depending on how you, how you look at it, right. But, like, if you, if you pull up and you say, give me a Coke, and they go Pepsi, is that okay with you? No. So you no. Like, nah, I don't For me, Coke is Or the other way around. I say, give me something to drink. But no, you pull up to the drive-thru and you say, oh, give me fries and a Coke. And they go, we don't have Coke, sir, Pepsi. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, then I get mad. And then I just go with lemonade. So you just won't even get a Pepsi. I don't do Pepsi products. Same. Same. And then, see, Gerald Glenn brought up another good point. Some people, like, you really country say soda water. Soda oh, water. I want a soda water. That's my daddy there. Yeah, see, that's when you country, country is <laughs> soda, soda water. Yeah, Pepsi product. Like, Sierra Mist is not Sprite. No. It's not. No, that's not. That's not that, but Pepsi, you know, Pepsi, you're right, it's very different. They're not close. No. I know when I'm drinking a Pepsi, and I know when I'm drinking a Coke. I'm not sure I know the difference between Mr. Pibb and Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah. Maybe I would. You do. Dr. Pepper is rather refreshing. I'm not a soda person. Like, we don't buy soda at our house. Like, only time we we have soda in our house is if we had a party. Pop, Rocky. Yeah, pop. If we had a party and people come over. But we don't buy soda. We buy the little tiny cans. Little shot cans, which I used to make fun of. So you can feel more like a giant? Well, there is that. But, you know, we. It doesn't feel as guilty pleasure. That's exactly what it is. It's like, you know what? I'd rather drink this six, eight ounce versus a 16. Because there are sometimes a a soda of sorts, and we always have the Cokes and the Dr. Peppers are wonderfully refreshing. Yes. But they're so bad for you. I mean, they're literally the worst things we do to our bodies. Once I saw YouTube, because my wife sheds like a sheepdog. And I was like, oh, how do I unclog my, you know, sink by myself? And they said, pour a three liter Coke down the thing. I was like, oh, my gosh, it dissolves hair. We shouldn't be drinking this. <laughs> what? Now, are we throwing any kind of Coke or does it have to be Coca-Cola Coke? Well, see, look, if you try to get the job done, I would go with real Coke, not the bootleg Coke. Diet Coke would have more chemicals. You think Diet Coke would have something else going on in there? You think so? The way it tastes to me, I can't do that. I diet. hate diet coke. Yeah, there's something going on in there that should eat hair. The, the, the taste it leaves on my palate is rather yeah, disgusting. I, I can't do it. Coke Zero is different. Coke Zero, you could do one. I saw you had a Coke Zero a couple. No, that no. was Mike. That was Jimenez. Jimenez comes in here with seven kidney stones, and then he has six <laughs> sodas. Like he did, doesn't make any sense. But moving on, yeah. When I when I saw on YouTube that you pour Coke down the sink. For hair, and I was like, whoa. So then what does it do when it goes in your uh, body? That can't be good for your plumbing. Uh, I'm not saying did, that. Did it I, I, didn't, I didn't try it. Oh, okay. I didn't try it. I immediately logged off and felt horrible about the sodas I had drinking throughout my life. Oh, yeah. Dr. Torres will, will, will threaten violence upon you. And you know what? I, it makes sense, though. Like, if you're going to, if you're going to cheat, don't drink your calories. Truth. Enjoy eat something, you know what I mean? Like you might as well eat a burger delicious. if you're gonna drink a 32 mm. ounce 
Soda Jimenez. It is this just point. It, you, the easiest way to drop a pound or two. Just drop the cokes. Get rid of that. The, the amount of sugar you're putting in your body and the bourbon. Well, there is that. <laughs> but I ain't dropping the bourbon. Moving on. Moving on. Use coke to clean your toilet. Who said that's, that? That's a true Wait, thing. Who, that's for Vince. That's got Bring money. That Vince. Vince. That's they have a lot of different cleaning supplies out there. Why would you think to even try that? Well, yeah, who's trying to clean your toilet? Who was the first girl? person that it did works. that? It works. So then, what does it do in your body? Causes kidney stones. If it removes, if it removes, yeah, coffee splashes. What does it do in your intestines? Kidney it causes stones. more coffee splashes. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a self fulfilling thing. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Sorry, we're sorry, Penny Hardaway. We're gonna get to Penny. We'll get to. Penny. I do definitely want to talk to Penny. Oh, talk man. about him. My buddy just said, "Man, Pepsi pays me. Just hurt my feelings." I do drink Pepsi at Bill Miller's. Sorry, Dennis. <laughs> want to be a sponsor? <laughs> Let's get your headlines going. It's time for the four one one and the two one zero. I love Pepsi. Here's the four one one light ice in the two one zero. Remember when they did that clear Pepsi? You remember that? Oh, I remember that. So, for the second time in 362 days, the Uh Houston Texans have interviewed former quarterback Josh McCown for their head coaching vacancy. He interviewed for the job last year when the Texans were looking for a full-time replacement for Bill O'Brien as well before they eventually went with David Culley. McCown was on the Texans roster at the end of the 2020 season, by the way, and has never coached in college or pro football. Mm. The Texans have also interviewed former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores, Chargers offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi, Florida Atlantic special assistant to the head coach Heinz Ward, Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon, and requested to interview Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell. A bunch of who are they's other than Flores? A couple things. (laughs) Josh McCown He's a high school coach or something, right? Something on Nick Casario. Because that that last year he spent on the Texans roster, he didn't even have to come to Houston, right? Yep. He was on the roster, living at home, and just going to Zoom meetings, and they paid him as a backup quarterback. Mm, I remember that. How do you get that? How do you get interviewed for the head coaching job when you've done... Well, at least Heinz Ward's been on the sideline. I think he's a high school coach, Rob. Well, okay. There you I go. Know. <laughs> I know. What I'm is, just saying. How, how, what has Josh McCown got? Does he have... Josh McCown had the Chicago Bears on a great winning streak, and Lovey went back to Jay Cutler, and the season went up in flames. That's the only thing I remember about Josh McCown. If That's I could it. get a gig as a backup quarterback, and you don't, you don't even have to come to work. Just That's make awesome. sure you're logging on to your Zoom meeting and... Make sure you can get to the airport in 45 awesome. minutes. Remember in 2019, he was basically called off the street by the Eagles. The Eagles. Tore his hamstring and played through a playoff game with it. That's right. Oh, more power to him. I remember that. He don't deserve a head coaching job, but he's gotten the second. I remember when he got his gig. He's Texan, right? He's East Texas, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, yeah. He's easy. Go YouTube Sam Josh McCowan playing basketball. This dude was a straight-up sniper. Ooh. Josh McCown. Really? Look at his basketball highlight tape. Dude could ball. Mm-hmm. Moving on. McConnell, you say? Kevin McConnell? I got to look him up. Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, he Kevin was. Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell. Okay. 
San Francisco 49ers poised to have the a trio of Jimmy Garoppolo, Fred Warner, and Nick Bosa back against the Green Bay Packers after they uh, had injury scares last week in the divisional round. All are all three of those players are supposedly available for Saturday night's game in the NFC divisional round against the Green Bay Packers. Neither linebacker Fred Warner nor quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo appeared on Thursday's injury report and head coach of Kyle the Shanahan. San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, got you. He recently said that Nick Bosa is close to being back, drawing a questionable tag this week. Of course they're playing. Man, um, Warner was scary. Warner, I thought that was an ACL. Then it turns out it's just an ankle. And there's no way, with what happened, and there's no way Bosa's clear concussion protocol, but the money's on the line. Money's on the line. He's playing. Still questionable. Yeah. He could be probably still seeing stars, probably still feels a bit faint, but it's the playoffs, man. What's your upset thought on this one? Possible, likely, unlikely? Unlikely. Unlikely. Me too. I got the Green Bay Packers by a touchdown. Whether Bosa's in, it in, don't out, around, it don't up, down. Cowboys were then a play of beating this team. And, and they played the worst game of the season. Yeah, so I, I, th- I think Green Bay's about to uncork one. Moving on. Headline Zero. Baseball making some headlines this morning. What happened with baseball? Robot umps at home plate moving up to AAA for 2022, now one step away from Major League Baseball. As MLB's website posted a hiring notice seeking seasonal employees to operate the automated ball strike system. MLB said it was recruiting employees to operate this system for the Albuquerque Isotopes, the Charlotte Knights, the El Paso Chihuahuas, the Las Vegas Aviators, the Oklahoma City Dodgers, the Reno Aces, the Round Rock Express, Sacramento River Cats, Salt Lake Bees, Tacoma Rainiers, and the Sugarland Space Cowboys, formerly known as the Skeeters. That's not what I remember. Two things with this headline. Thoughts on Robot Umps possibly being one step closer to Major League Baseball. And the Astros' new affiliate name for Sugarland Skeeters the now Space the Space Cowboys. Why Remember would you Rogers? ever go away from Skeeters? Who, who, who did the song Space Cowboy? Remember that back in the early early eighties? Elton John? No, no, it was some. No, I don't know. Why would you ever go from go away from Skeet Skeet? <laughs> Why would you go away from Skeet? Because people obvious. started to figure out what it meant. What Skeet Skeet? Uh, they were the Skeeters. Skeeter just means Skeeter. Hey, come here, Skeeter. Where are y'all minds at? Um. What was this headline about? <laughs> robot ups? I'm not down with that. So when the robot has a malfunction, <laughs> and he, what if the robot skeet skeets? Do you have a backup ump that's alive? Or is it a backup robot? You have a backup robot. So the Steve so Miller I, band was Space Cowboy Rock. No, no, it's a different one. Oh, see, sorry. No, Steve. I know that one. No, no, that's that, that was just some people I'm calling talking the about Space an Cowboy. early '80s funk song. Oh, it was Cow- yes. Okay, well, we got to look that up. It wasn't Cameo. It might no, have been Cameo. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but you down with robots? I, I, yes, I am. So, let's. Why are we not utilizing the technology that we have available to us? Rob, don't take away jobs. You're taking away jobs from humans, man. I, 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 I understand that. And maybe we can teach them to operate the robots. But the fact of <laughs> the matter is. We have What's the technology up? to eliminate 80% of the things we argue about. Yeah, I mean, we and, do. And there is no reason other than that 
But we also like the human element. If we didn't like I love the, the human we element. love it, even though we don't talk about it. We'd rather it be perfect unless it's the human element, and we don't want to lose that. Yes, we could. It is not. Imp- if you can tell me by satellite where I'm standing within three feet on the planet, we can figure out what a ball and strike is. We can figure out where the ball landed on a football field. We can figure out via a variety of technologies either built into the ball, the field, or camera work, just about anything. We can. If we wanted to go holding, you could put stuff in the centers of gloves and the stuff on the front of a of a football jersey, and if you're in contact with that for more than three seconds, you're holding. And it just goes off. I mean, you could do things. Dude, games would be five hours if we well, did you, that. I mean, you can, I, what I'm saying is, I know what you're saying. if you're chasing it, we can find a way to okay. fix it to eliminate the human element. I have no problem with consistent balls and strikes. At least we know the robot will be the robot. And it won't be a a uh, umpire that has it in for first baseman, that doesn't like manager, that had a long night, that decides today this pitcher is going to have the best day or the worst day of his out okay. of this week. Robots don't have that. The next step to Skynet. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm licking my wounds here watching an umpire run up Dak's butt and try to get around a line of scrimmage and then play find the rabbit with the ball. I, a robot wouldn't do that. So, you know, so forgive me. Maybe next week I'm not quite there. But today, I want robot umps. Accountability. Accountability. <laughs> Moving on. That's the 411 they, and a They use the, the, the uh, what, what do they call it, the Cyclops, which is a great name in I tennis. I love that name. The Cyclops, doesn't it judge in and out on the balls oh, yeah. where you get that long shadow when it hits the line? You know what I'm talking about? That's nice. That's the Cyclops. You could do that with a with a baseball. This seems to me. Well, then they're going to do it at Round Rock, so our missions are going to see it. We'll see how it works, man. I wonder what baseball player thinks. Do you want consistency? Is Are you willing to sacrifice the... What you know, part and parcel of what See, baseball players think they like it because baseball players are creatures of habit, and they know certain umps like, okay, tonight he's gonna let me, he's like, gonna let me crowd a plate and not call this a strike, and he's not gonna call this a ball, and you know they mm-hmm. know these guys' tendencies. Now with the robot, it's just like it. That was a fair ball. That was a strike. You don't have no one to argue with, right? You know what I mean, like. See, we want I don't perfection, want that. but we want the human element, and you can't get both. Catch li- catchers framing pitches now becomes irrelevant if that's the case. Yeah. I like seeing the the guy walk out the batter's box talking mess to the umpire, and the umpire tell him, hey, man, get the hell out of here. Like, why do I want to do that? Why do I want to take that away? Do you want it right, or do you want it human? Do you want it perfect, or do you want it human? Well, then let's just let robots play, too, then. That's what I'm saying. Do you want to see a robot or you want to see Giannis? Robot. <laughs> no, no. That's a slippery slope argument. I'm not going to go there. Yeah, but, I, but but the idea just seems so unnatural to me. Yeah. Moving on. Because we, the refing this year was so awful. It was bad. It, it's been bad in the NFL. It has. Just, it, it's got to be something. It's been awful. Anyway. What else? Are we done? Yeah. I mean, I was we're it. done with oh, that. We're I'm sorry, it's Friday. Friday. It's all good, brother. It's cool. We're going to stay on schedule. we got to find the funk Space Cowboy. Maybe play I can some. hear the rap. Space Cowboy. He was bad. <laughs> It'll come to me in a second. I'm going to have to what? Google this. We're going to look it up. Okay. There's a big song at the Blessed Sacrament Academy dance, dances on Friday night. I remember those dances. Did you ever go to an Incarnate Word High School dance? No. 
Legendary. How did you get in? Legendary. They used to have them in the summer, and the whole city oh. was invited. No, I never went. Legendary parties back in the early 80s. When we come back, Carolina Teague's going to join us. The Spurs host the Nets. We get to say hello to some old friends. Patty's in town. We're talking about Patty. There's going to be some discussion about retiring his jersey, hanging it in the rafters. Look. All that. And LaMarcus is here, too. <laughs> we'll talk about this. That's coming down. His jersey's in the rafters. It just doesn't have his name on the back. True that. <laughs> Spurs talk with Carolina Teague next. They're on r in the morning. And this is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Remember when Michael Jackson would like release his videos like on NBC? Like, and like, we sat and waited. And we waited. Yes. I think this was, I know Thriller was, but I think remember the time this one was. Magic Johnson, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Mm-hmm. It was. I think the biggest premiere in my memory, I remember this one. Okay. But it was Smooth Criminal. Oh, yeah. We were wa- all around the TV Eddie waiting Lee. for Smooth. And we didn't have the DVRs right then. So when they all leaned in and we were all were in the rooms <laughs> trying to lean over and no one could do it. No. I still don't believe he did that. No, he didn't. He had a cable. He was a back, bad right? man, but he did. That, he, that didn't wasn't def- he couldn't defy gravity. No, that wasn't real. Nor the law. But no. other than that, he could sing. Yeah. Bad man. It is time for the shoot around. Let's and get as it. we shoot things around, we welcome in the very best our Spurs embed reporter. Sure. Her name is Carolina Teague. She is Arnold, here. Get you ready for tonight's game. Good morning, Carolina. The shooter. The Good Nets morning. in town. It's a big day. Got some stars to go see tonight. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. We got Patty Mills and we got LaMarcus Algis coming back. So it's going to be a really great time for everybody at the AT&T Center tonight. Um, Patty Mills is receiving a warm welcome from everybody in the city, it seems like. Why not LaMarcus? Why are we not equally as excited to see LaMarcus? Because he didn't want to be think- here. Oh, there is that. Well, neither did Patty. He left. No, but LaMarcus went to Pop after his first year here and was like, nah, man, this isn't working. Get me out. And Pop was like, if I can get Kevin Durant, I will. And Pop took the blame for him and said, I tried to turn him into Kevin McHale. I shouldn't have done that. That's on me. Let's work it out. They bent over backwards for LaMarcus. Okay. I mean, it so, just seems a little odd. that I mean, I have nothing against LaMarcus. Me either. I, I mean, he was a lot like DeMar. Just in case he's listening. What up, L.A.? What do you think, Carolina? Is that is that what it is? Basically, Patty was nicer? He's a champion. Yeah, pa- Patty was nicer. There was never leaked stories that he wanted to be out of the city. And uh, people always criticize the way LaMarcus Aldridge played. Patty Mills was a great player leaving, coming off the bench. He was a leader on the team. So there's multiple reasons why I feel like Patty Mills is, you know, the person who everybody is welcoming more than LaMarcus Aldridge, it really should be both of them. But, you know, it is what it is. Absolutely true. So Spurs come in tonight. They're 17 and 28, 9 and 11 at home this seating. We sit at 12th in the West. We've not, I think we've seen a bit of a turn. I do think health is the barometer here. And as they get healthier, they are going to get better. But this tonight's going to be a tough one. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It is going to be a tough one. Um, the Spurs, however, I saw this stat. Uh, Spurs are 11 and 18 with games when they have their preferred starting five play. When they have Murray, Yaka Pirtle, Derek White, Keldon Johnson, and Doug McDermott, like we saw with the Thunder, and they ended up winning. They're 11 and 18, so I think that's a great number. Know yourself. I was- 
DeShante Murray continues to be the driving force. Another triple-double. This season, he's 19, nearly 9, 8.9 assists and 8.4 rebounds a game. Keldon is the uh, the Spurs' second-leading scorer as we sit with a nearly 15 at 14.8. Derek White at 14.5. But I'll tell you, those Derek White points seem a little bit more important than the other ones. Go ahead, Caroline. Yeah, he did. Um, Derek White was doing a great job on defense, taking charges. more. Like I said in my article on PoundingTheRock.com, he was taking more charges than my credit card on Black Friday. <laughs> wow. Well put. And he's been wow. doing that all season, and he's doing that on the court. Um, I think his defensive skills are underappreciated in San Antonio, and I love seeing what he's doing. I think if he improves offensively, he's going to be unstoppable. Um. That's the uh, again, Derek and Keldon. I I expect more from them. I feel like I feel like at times they've left Dejounte out to dry, and Dejounte's been he's been asked to carry too much of load. He's not John ja Morant. He's not Steph Curry. He's not Derek Rose in his prime. Like he's while he's playing really well, and you know Jimenez made a really 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 good post for him in the All Star case last night on Twitter. They they've asked him to do too much, and and I blame Derek and I blame Keldon for that. Are they asking or is he taking? Well, I mean, it's only so long you can sit around and watch them shoot thirteen <laughs> percent. Yeah, and then also not just the shooting. I mean, look at the the Suns game. Devin Booker had almost a fifty piece and a biscuit because you know of the way that they're all mm-hmm. performing as a collective. But so, if it was a biscuit, where would the biscuit be from? Oh, oh, not Popeyes. Yeah, I don't want to choke. Honey butter. Yeah, I don't, hey, don't, choke. don't yeah. denigrate Popeyes biscuits. What? You got to put some no, honey on I, it. You got to no, put honey on it. To the roof of your mouth. <laughs> Popeyes biscuits. No. They disagree. Wholeheartedly. Oh, <laughs> I'm with Rob on this. Yeah, Popeyes biscuits. Are... I'm sorry, y'all. But, um. Wait, what? Where's y'all's biscuit coming from? Because we have to have a drink. With Pope, our well, biscuit. Popeyes. It, it, but what biscuit do you not need a drink? I mean, they're all like you know who has a good biscuit? Bushes. Bush, are, Bush has good. a good. Bushes has Bushes chicken has but a solid. Biscuit. Is your intent with a biscuit to sop the gravy, or to just eat, or to to use it as a broom? It should be soft, and I should be able to consume it on its own. So you don't need gravy. You don't need to sop nothing. No. You just eat it. Do you put? Are you expecting butter there, or do you just want to be able to bite in the biscuit? And, and that's, that's already that's butter embedded. So that's why you like Bushes. Yeah, I like I like a biscuit as a multi-purpose tool. Not only is it, <laughs> not only does it sop my gravy, but I can use it to kind of corral the beans. Like I can push it onto the fork, and I get a little bit of that with it. I, I use my biscuits, yeah. but Church's has a good biscuit. Church, Church's they got a good biscuit. They put they put the honey butter on top already. So you know you what? Worry about I think I'm confusing and- them. Because I was thinking honey butter on the top when I was thinking churches. Pop- oh, well then no, I take back my previous they're statement. They're yeah, and would like to return with the churches. I like the churches biscuits better. Yeah, those and are the ones with the. The only thing about churches is they give you thirty pieces for six dollars, so it makes me wonder where their chickens coming from. Like you can really get thirty pieces for six dollars at churches. It's like nah, thirty that's- pieces of what? <laughs> exactly. That's churches what I'm is cheap. Yeah, and churches is cheap. Their chicken doesn't taste seasoned. Popeyes has better seasoned chicken, but the 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 church's biscuit is really good. Yes. I feel like you know, if oh, I'm being extra oh, fat, sorry. I want to put butter on it with some honey. But you know, anyways, anyways extra fat—that's extra good. Moving on.
Know your enemy. I wonder if James Harden's going to have some honey on his biscuit tonight as he comes to town. <laughs> as we move through knowing our enemy. He's averaging nearly a triple-double this season, 22 and a half, eight rebounds and 10 assists, and now he's got Kyrie to run alongside him. You know what was one of my favorite things, Carolina, going to AT&T Center when I cover the games, and you should do it? You know, every now and then, because sometimes the Spurs, they take a while. Like for pop, after Pop comes out, it takes a bit before they let you in the locker room. So what I like right. to do is I like to like pretty swiftly walk to the visitors locker room and see what they're eating. Yes. Because a lot of times it's Whataburger. Sometimes it's barbecue. I always like to see like, like what who, are y'all? Who, who's looking forward to getting something? Yeah. Since we talk about food, but, but we can see I'm see, you see how we professionally teaming it with our segment because this is a part of like covering the Spurs. Like, exactly. Let's right. go see what the visitors mm-hmm. are eating. Because for a lot, like yeah. a, really a lot of times, it's Whataburger. Mm-hmm. Like, but mm-hmm. so anytime you know you got some free time, like hey, Pop came. It was Pop does one of those. We sucked. Walks out, and you know you got about another twenty minutes. Head to 15, the other side of the go building. to the other side, see what they're eating. Couple and tweet about it. Let's talk I about this. Did that before? I actually did that before because I'm I'm a piggy at heart. So I actually did that before with the Clippers versus Spurs. This is before COVID. COVID now we can't go to the locker room. Right. Oh, okay. So 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 before that, before COVID hit, I actually did sneak off to the Clippers locker room uh, where Kawhi and them were at at the time. No, everybody hates Kawhi. That's the dreaded word in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. But everybody was eating. Uh, but I saw they had a lineup of steak, mashed potatoes. And and even at that, I saw the players ordering Whataburger. Yeah. So it was, it's, it's crazy that you say that because they will order Whataburger. There is one, you know, in my days of being in the locker rooms, every team is peculiar. And you're talking about how some teams arrive and everybody's, hey, let's get Whataburger. Right. We don't only get that now and again. There was one team in particular, one coach in particular, that we went into the locker room and they would roll in a big cooler of beer. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> was What year was this? Early 2000s. Wow. It wasn't that long ago. One coach ever, you'd walk in and he would, the coach would have, would be sitting in the locker room, drinking a beer, looking at the uh, stat sheet. There was one team in particular, one former player that as soon as they came into the locker room and when it was Wally Zerbiak, remember Wally Zerbiak? Yeah, I loved Wally. He was a money hung. uh, Well, he was a stat hound. (laughs) And you, when he got into the locker room, I saw him more than once. He was in our division, grab the stat sheet and start looking how many shots I got up. And he was really chasing those numbers. You can tell. Tell a lot about those guys in the locker. Well, these hipster NBA players drink wine now. They don't drink beer. They're hipsters. They're they're truly. So no more. Yeah, truly. So if it were up to you, Carolina, who gets the assignment of Kyrie and who gets the assignment of Harden? And really, it's tough to talk about Harden and Kyrie and who's guarding him because in the pick and roll era we live in, they call for the screen every trip they come down. So even if Dejounte's like, yo. I got hard and everybody get out the way. He's calling for the screen to get Jakob on him. So it really, mm-hmm. we don't really get to see those one-on-one matchups that we used to get to see back in the day because this is a pick-and-roll league and it gets gets a little old. Well, let me but, ask you guys this question. Carolina okay. first. Um, yeah. Who would you, you're going to, you almost have to make a devil's deal here. You almost have to decide. I can't lock down both of them. I, okay. It's not, I don't have enough guys on the court. That's fair. But I, if I'm going to decide one that I'm going to let just be him, go do the Russell and go get everything and shut one down, who would you prefer to lock down? Who's mm. the better guy to shut down? Who do you think, Carolina? Good question. I, I Great question. The, I would put the clamp on Kyrie Irving, 100%. If I could pick anybody. Why? I mean, he's just 
because he's right now he's trying to prove himself. He's not playing his home games in Brooklyn, so they're trying to get their wins on the road. The road games are very, very mm. crucial for the Nets. And the last road game that they had against the Washington Wizards, he dropped 30 on everybody else, and every the rest of the team got 14 points, 5 points, 17 points. And then LaMarcus Aldridge came off the bench and got 27 points, by the way, which I think is going to be a, a, a threat for San Antonio tonight as well. LaMarcus Aldridge coming off the bench. I think he's going to come in mad. I do. I think LaMarcus yeah. is coming in to prove a point. Mm-hmm. I Great do, point. too, because I think he's so not being too. welcome like Patty Mills is being welcome. So he has a chip on his shoulder. Truth. Because nobody's going to be doing it like that. I think I, if I had to put the clamps on anybody, it'd be Kyrie Irving, which I don't know if that's possible. Well, I agree. And I agree with you, too, because Kyrie can go get buckets. But what Kyrie does better than anybody is he is he'll set you up as good as anybody in the league to go get a bucket. I mean, yeah. he, he his passing acumen is right there with Jokic. And I think Jokic is the best passer I've seen in the last decade. I mean, that dude throws dimes Absolutely. everywhere. So I'd rather shut him down because not only do I eliminate the buckets, I also eliminate the dimes. And if I can do that... And, you know, we kind of like playing James Harden. We don't have a Manu here to take care of it, but that block. Yeah. I think Harden is a lot like Russell Westbrook in that he's a stat stuffer, but he gets lost in stuffing stats and not winning games sometimes. Let's find out about <laughs> the locker room. Inside, Inside the, the training, training room. room. I hurt myself today. <laughs> this is the first time in a long time that we have no players. The on the injury report. Yeah. The only play, only spur on the injury report is Becky, who continues to be out on uh, COVID protocols, but not an injury to be seen. Mm-hmm. Be- Becky ain't in COVID protocols. She in Vegas getting things together. That's it. No, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Like a uh, yeah. COVID I mean, snow I'd day. Doing. I'd be like, yeah, I'd be doing that if I was Becky. I'd be like, okay, I have COVID. If she's anything like me, just because you have COVID doesn't stop you from doing anything. But shout out to everybody who can make it through COVID. I wish you all the best and hope you all get better. But, but there's some of us who can. You how, know, how's your arm? COVID. How's your arm feeling? I was actually fatigued um, yesterday. Yeah. Super fatigued from my shot. I was in bed for a really long time. Michael Jimenez had me on halftime. I couldn't get out of bed. I had to do it from the phone. Today I feel much better. I have myself covered in a jacket. I'm trying to look like Biggie Smalls, you know, trying to boss up again and just get back to what I'm used to doing. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> before we leave, uh, get off the Spurs. This is not so much to do with the game. Do you see Paul Millsaps available? What they Paul cut Millsap him? Is not available. He's out, and and so is Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what. Well, Paul Millsap, I believe, is being released. Yeah, it's on the page. He's now yeah. on the move and will hope to land with the team where he can have a greater contribution. The four-play depth role with the Nets averaged career-low 11 minutes per game. The Nets may potentially look to acquire more depth than their backcourt in the deal for the four-time All-Star. Now, so, five years ago, he was a beast at Denver. Paul Millsap was something. Yeah, he was balling with Denver, and right? It was Denver? Yeah, he was a, when Denver was first rounding into form. They had young Jamal, Paul Millsap in that first playoff or run. Or Utah. It was Utah, it was Utah, Utah when he was right. as his, at his prime. When, when Spider was just rounding yeah, in the form, was he was that first little run. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. Paul Millsap, and I think if we're looking at guys that play a game that is suited to Spurs to the Spurs requirements, he fits far better than Thaddeus Young does. I'm just throwing that out there. What you think, Caroline? I like Paul Millsap. When he played with the Hawks, he was able to get. Oh, them, them too. Yeah, to that's right. A couple of times. He's yeah. a merc. So he's I, a mercenary, no question. But yeah, um, he's yeah. got a skill set that I do believe could help the Spurs. 
Yeah, he's a little bit older too, kind of a veteran oh, yeah. like that young. But I don't know if maybe he'll still, if he does come to the Spurs, they might give him the same treatment and let him, you know, he, give him less minutes. I would think he wants him. to play for a contender. What are you saying yeah. about us? With him, we're a contender. You got to sell this. If you arrive, we could easily be a nine seed. Easily. And if we it play really, Friday. really hard, <laughs> it must be Friday. <laughs> well, that's a, there is. If they're all healthy, I mean, if they're all healthy, like if they're 11 to 18 games when they have their preferred oh, lineup and Spurs, then you throw somebody okay. in there like Paul, yeah, if you, uh, Spurs, sorry, and you uh, throw somebody in there like Paul Millsap, I mean, that could give some advantage coming off the bench when you're, you know, later on down the stretch. And, and keep in mind, the Spurs did just take this next team to overtime in Brooklyn yes. with Kevin and James. So this isn't a game. And keep in mind, Joe Harris has been out yes. most of the season. No Kevin Durant, it was, since we're talking about injuries. This is one of those games where the Spurs, I could see them sneaking a victory out again. And I would let James go off because I don't want to send James to the line all night. So I agree with you, Carolina, going back to you saying, you know, if I'm going to try to shut someone down, I'm going to shut Kyrie down. Because if I focus too much on James, going to end up shooting 17, 18 free throws, and that's not good for anybody. So I think the Spurs sneak a win out tonight. I'd like to think so because uh, Joel Embiid and his 50 burgers are coming to town on Sunday. Ooh. It's not going to get much easier for Jakob Pertle and the cast of 6'9 cats. They're going to jump on this 7'2 beast that's MVP quality. They need to get this one. Uh, it'll be tough until we see Houston again on Tuesday. She is Carolina Teague. She is our Spurs embed. She got out of bed and got all dressed up Appreciate for you. you. Make sure you're watching this live at SASportsStar.com. Thanks for stopping by, Carolina. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend, guys. You Carolina too. Teague, everybody. Uh, I, I agree with you, Rudy. And not just about the uh, the win. This is a team that, when they are fully healthy, plays well. And they play well against good basketball teams. Dougie spreads the floor, too. I love when Dougie's there. So when we can spread it, we're kicking it, we can. Uh, we got an imminent win. We can spread it. We Yep, um, shut up. Coming back... Uh, Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys for a bit. Michael Irvin has some thoughts that Rudy and I completely agree with. Playmakers. Jane Slater came on the Blitz yesterday and spoke of Mike McCarthy's future and how Jerry's handled things, and it all kind of rolls into one significant point that we need to make. We're talking Dallas Cowboys next. We're going to hear from Little Penny. I think that was Little Penny Hardaway. I'm not sure if it was Big Penny. (laughs) Little Penny had an attitude. Little Penny showed up last night in Memphis. We're going to hear some sound from Little Penny and uh, take you into the weekend. Man, we're glad you're with us. This is R&R in the morning, and you're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Hi, I'm Jason Minnix on your home for Texas Rangers baseball. It's San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. <laughs> Thank you, James. I was feeling old earlier. So who is this? This is 1983. Okay. Johnson this, crew. This is the Johnson crew. There's a Z in there. And, and a this U. is Space Cowboy. This is Space Cowboy. Let's turn it up a little bit. Let me hear you. I'm suddenly at West Campus High School. So that's the what kind of this car were up. you in when you're driving up to this? Uh, my first car was a 1983 Toyota Celica. Wasn't it? Nice. It had a, a moonroof that had you kind of the Celica. Uh, you had an Alpine stereo in it. I only bought the Alpine stereo because I liked the lights. I had no <laughs> idea about anything else. I it first, wasn't a gold Trans Am. No, it was a well. It was kind of a bronze uh, Toyota Celica, and no, he no one offered, there were no incentives given for me to attend any university. Um, 
Yeah, that's what I was rolling up to. Yeah, in my, my first car was a 97 Nissan Altima. You know, that was something I thought that he was going to take to the grave. You're kidding now. Jimbo's talking about NILs. We used to do that all the time. Now we can talk about it. Well, we got. What well, is I it? want to do the Michael Irvin thing, and we're so up against it. We so are. So when we're going to we're going to go to break, and we're going to come back, and I, we're going to combine two segments into one, because this all rounds into the debate that is unending. It's it's a hamster wheel on the ESPN Nationals. Yes, that McCarthy should be fired. Well, we're going to hear from somebody inside the star, and that's Michael Irvin. Michael has Jerry's ear. They talk all the time. He was on a podcast yesterday called Stacking the Box. Then Jane Slater will join us as well uh, as far as she was on an interview with uh, Jason and Joe last night on the Blitz talking about McCarthy and Jerry and the relationship. So we're going to round that into one big segment in the 9 o'clock. At 9.30, we'll look back at the Spurs around the rest of the NBA and look forward to a fantastic weekend of football. I don't know where you're going, but take us with you. It's R&R in the morning, and you're on San Antonio's Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Rob Thompson, Rudy J, R and R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. We got an hour, and it's the weekend. <laughs> yes, for one of us. Yeah, I was about to say. Good morning. He's James Pledger. Don't adjust your clock. He's in early. Carl Schoenig out today. Be back on Monday. Carl's asleep. Can I get an early jump on the day? <laughs> hey, you got days? Use them. No, nah, man. If I'm talking, you want a day off? You get it. That's what they're there for. We don't take days off during the football no. season. It is football season. We got to be here for the people. Unless the Cowboys lose. And then, yeah, take yeah, then I'm like, hey, man, I'm like, who gives a damn about Cincinnati? I like, mean, Rob, you, you, the best point made of the, the take of the day. You know, we got to get an overproducer. A little sounder for the take of the day. Can we work that out? I think we can. We can do that. I think the take of the day was that no one said a word about the Patriots. Because remember week seven, week six through ten. Oh, my gosh, this team. Mac Bill Jones. Belichick has done it again. They, they got, got smoked and no one said a word. Eight consecutive touchdowns. Oh, no Bill one Belichick, said a word. He's just going to go back to work. Yeah. This was just a temporary setback to yeah. a long-term fix and belly's got it yeah. we're all gonna be good take 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 of the day take of the day mccarthy comes out and said we're a little nervous the press goes they were crying on the locker yeah. room they were afraid to play well michael irvin thinks differently rob well michael we when we did our exit interview mm -hmm. with uh, coach mccarthy yesterday and it was by our own estimation a spectacular interview go to our audio Vault at a, a Best Bell Bond supplies to us there at sasportstar.com. Listen to it. And we intimated late in the, in the interview, like, man, have you ever coached a team where your players never do anything wrong and the only reason you lost is because of poor coaching decisions? And he replied, he danced around the subject because mm -hmm. that's his job. Well, Michael Irvin was on a podcast yesterday or the day before called Stacking the Box. Well, listen to him. Michael, speaking on the Cowboys. It's simple yes. for me. When you look around last week, every team you look at, the stars of the team showed up and played. Mm. You, you, you can't win in this game if your stars don't show up and play. That Prescott, 69 passer rating. Uh, Ezekiel mm. Elliott, 
31 rushing yards. Mm. C.D. Lamb, 21 yards in reception, one reception for 21 yards. My bishop and I always say this. Whenever you have a disorder, it's going to bring about a dysfunction. And they had a disorder in that game Sunday. They had the star players playing like role players. And they tried to make a few role players, Schultz and Wilson, play like stars. That was a disorder that brought about a dysfunction, and that's why they got their butts sitting at home on this couch. Thank you, Michael Irvin. It's it's so simple. Again, now I'm gonna I'll be a cowboy hater, Rob. You do what you want to do. Well, Rob, the coaching staff has to put them in position to succeed and to do their job and to show up. What do you say to that? I would say that you were in position. The coaching staff, for the most part, called the right plays. I've got a quarterback who keeps checking out of my plays. Okay. I, I assume. Okay. I've got a quarterback. When we called the play, we knew we had 14 seconds. We knew what it was. He ran too far. Mm. My quarterback ran too far. Mm. He, he saw it, and he took the bait. He got rope-a-doped. They gave him just enough to hang himself, and we're paying the price. I cannot... St- keep Dorrance Armstrong from putting his fist up somebody's face mask on a third and 10. Mm. I can't keep him from doing that. I can't keep Connor Williams from holding. I can coach his ass. I can take him to the water. I can show him the water. I can drink the water in front of him, but I can't make him drink the water. (laughs) I mean, all I can do is find him, but you know, all I've got is that. Right. There's a myriad of things behind the scenes where you go, the players got to play. Superstars are superstars because they do superstar things. And then when and, and I know you didn't like it, but you know when Troy says Dak had a, quite a few opportunities to hit CD Lamb one-on-one, that's not on McCarthy. Shut up Troy Aikman first of all. Shut up, Troy Aikman. Dude, I hope Jason is not listening. Shut up, Troy Aikman. I pray Minix is not listening. That is his boyfriend. He will, you that, know, he would carry Troy's luggage back and forth across the country if he could. I do hope we he's have not that listening. sound, James? Oh, do I have that sound. Yeah. That up. This happened a couple of days ago, and when we first heard it, it angered me to no end. But he's blaming the players, though. So Troy's you kind not. of agree with them. Yeah, he blamed Dak. That's the same thing Michael did. No, he did not blame Dak. Listen very closely to what he said. Okay. It is, again, not the players. It's the Katie Lamb, what did he have, one catch in the game? Yep. Is, that, yeah. is that right? So I I watched that game because I'm getting ready for San Francisco this week. So I've studied the tape, and I was watching it really more from San Francisco's defensive perspective, but I also was keeping an eye on what Dallas was doing offensively. And, yeah, they San Francisco rushed four guys for the most part. They blitzed occasionally, but they're a four-man rush football team. But a lot of times when you say that, then you think, oh, well, they're playing coverage. Well, they they mixed in some coverage, but there was a lot of single coverage on C.D. Lamb. And I would tell you, as I said in our game last week at halftime, when they couldn't get the ball to Devontae Smith, when the Eagles couldn't, if 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 it was back when I was playing, and I hate going back to that point because nobody cares, but what I see around the leagues, not just Dallas, it was in Philadelphia, I've seen it with a lot of teams, that a lot of these offenses, they want to scheme things. The, the coordinators just, it's all about scheme. Rather mm-hmm. than this corner is playing soft, he's scared to death, just run the route tree. 
Just run a comeback, run a run a dig route, run a curl, run anything, and you're going to complete the pass whenever you want. And Irvin would have had ten catches at halftime if they had played us the way that they played C.D. Lamb in that game. So I just don't quite understand that. It's interesting. I was at Madden's uh, memorial service yesterday in, in Oakland, and uh, Peyton Manning was there. And we got to talking about the game, and I was having this conversation with him, and 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 he agreed that, you know, more and more you just see that teams, it, it, the game's not that difficult. If if I've got a great player at wide receiver and a corner is playing him single coverage, throw him the ball. Yes. You know, he's going to win most of the time, and that's what they do in Green Bay with Devontae Adams. See what I'm saying? That kind of, to me, kind of was an indictment on that. No, he said mm-hmm. coordinator and scheme. He did say he coordinator was scheme. They're trying to scheme but their throw way. Throw the ball. Out, that's Dak's job. But yes. So what he's essentially saying is Dak should shuck off whatever plays are coming in and just start throwing it to to CD or Amari until I don't know. I agree with Troy. Yes, it is a simple game when you choose to do that. But you can't. But you're blaming the scheme and the and the the time frame in which you played, Irvin could get away with a lot more stuff than you can get away with now. You could hand fight and beat up on it. You know, it was kind of free reign back then yeah. on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. And Irvin's just a bigger, stronger guy. And the offense was set up to do that kind of stuff. Should they have done it? Absolutely. But to just uh, blame the scheme and not the player, yeah. I have a problem. With. I think Michael Irvin hit on that. To me, your player's got to make plays. At the end of the day, no matter what's going on, your best player's got to make plays. And one catch, I'm sorry. I, if if CD Lamb only has one catch, I'm not blaming that on uh, Mike McCarthy. I think Mike is low-hanging fruit for these people. They have to be in the locker rooms with them. and ha- Not locker rooms, but Zoom meetings and see them daily and see them. We're like It's like, oh, I can take shots at Mike. Mm-hmm. He, he may not be here long. But Dak, I got to see Dak for the next five years. I have to see C.D. Lamb for the next four or five years. I can't mess up my relationship with them and blame them. Now, there was also the discussion from from um, Urban about the the nervousness. Was the moment too big? Oh Urban goodness. has some thoughts on that as well. Well, I would hate to say that. I would. I hate that you even asked that question because the reality is I was looking in the eyes of some of those guys. And I was like, wow, oh, Mike. this looks like. Like, like, like this is engulfing them. That, like, like this is overwhelming them. I, I know when you look and you, because they were looking at, it's like this looks like they're overwhelmed. Now, now it kind of they looked a little bit better, like they came out of it as the game went on. But it was too late when they came out of it. You know, I, I, I it, it shocked me that I saw that look on their face and I saw hunger, desire, stickiness, and togetherness on the eye in the eyes. Of the 49ers. I think coaches can judge their players. I think a good coach can look at his players and go, these guys, they're not with me. Mike said they wouldn't. And he, and he, he saw something. But uh, I, I'm, I'm speaking to McCarthy, not Irvin. McCarthy but, saw something. But it, all, again, you can't replicate your first playoff game in practice. You can get somebody as close as you can get to ready. But you, the players have to experience it the first time. Yeah, I, how is it McCarthy's fault if my leaders are nervous? Like, how is that his fault? Because they were concerned that they weren't adequately prepared. The only reason you should ever be nervous is you failed to prepare and you don't have any answer, which is a lie. That is not true. 
You step out in front of 100,000 people and a million or 10 million in a playoff game, you are truly the center of the universe. Right. And tell me you're not nervous? People made that like an indictment of that. They're still I that talking was about it. If you go to ESPN right now, within 10 minutes, Stephen A. Smith's going to say, nervous. Right. Which goes back to our previous point. Now, this all goes into the ongoing theme of Mike McCarthy either must go or must fix some stuff. And we're all in one of those camps and probably both. Well, James Slater is an NFL writer, worked with the NFL Network. Um, is in that Dallas Cowboy orbit. And if you've been listening to the Blitz all season long, Jason has had him had her on on a regular, and she was on last night with Joe and Jason. Right. Here's her perception of where Jerry is. And this is the second NFL beat writer this week that's starting to maybe contradict what Rudy and I believe move on I look at this team and you know I've covered them you know 2004 again you know 2010 to 15 and then you know again for 2014 then again 2016 to now with the NFL Network I've listened to a lot of Jerry you know and he didn't do his radio show this week with the fan because it's my understanding John Madden's funeral was in San Francisco yesterday so Jerry and and of course the Cowboys uh brass were all there for that but Jerry could also find his way to a phone, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I I remember that, you know, we kind of saw some of this when they were kind of on the sense of Mike Nolan and Jim Tom Sula, and again with Jason Garrett. Jerry takes some days to sort of chew on things. And when he said after the game he couldn't remember a time he was more disappointed, guys, he was beside himself when Jason Garrett and these Cowboys lost in the playoffs to the Rams inconsolable because he felt like they had the personnel and weren't able to get the job done. And he once again said, we've got the personnel. We should be getting this done. And the fact that Mike felt like he kept selling himself today, or was it yesterday, kept selling himself, I can win championships, I know how to do this, I thought that was interesting. And I just think you have to ask yourself, I know that Stephen loves Mike McCarthy. I mean, he tells me that every time I see him. A gentle reminder, Jane, Mike's our guy. And Jerry has said it to me. But I know that Jerry has talked about in recent years the window's closing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't have time to have a bad time. That was a bad time. I, kept, I was there at the game, the atmosphere, the letdown, to have the number one ranked offense in the league all year and to have that sort of subpar performance in front of a team that squeaked into the playoffs, uh, a team that didn't have Nick Bosa or Fred Warner in the fourth quarter, it was curious to me. And, in fact, my colleagues said, why would you run a quarterback draw with 14 seconds to go? Everyone knows you don't do that. And so if you brought Mike McCarthy in, and, and he's the one that when I asked earlier this year, you know, why is Kellen calling the plays? Well, he said, if you call it, you install it. Mm. But if that offense felt like it was off in recent weeks, or especially at the half, why are you not grabbing the call sheet and saying, I've got this? Just like last year, my argument was, why weren't you more involved in the defense? And so I feel like it's, you know, now a second year, you can sort of say, well, I wasn't calling it, or that wasn't my responsibility. My responsibility was in-game management, getting these players ready for the game. Well, he failed at that, too. <laughs> you the did. players weren't ready. I mean, to admit and say that the guys were nervous or had anxiety ahead of this game, if 
for me, and I don't know about you guys, when I'm prepared for something, I'm not anxious. I'm prepared. And there are plenty of game days where I, I've gone oh, on Jay. and I've covered oh, yeah, games that on, I'm not on, used hold on, hold on, to. Hold on. How do I word this? No, you know what? No, I don't care. She's Jane. They, you know, we're, we're all in the arena. Nobody's above anybody. And just because she's with them every day and covers them every day don't mean she's right. And if, if, and if she thinks that players are nervous because the coach didn't prepare them, she is dead wrong. Yes. She is dead wrong. I cannot jump inside of my players' veins and shake out their nerves. That does not mean they're not prepared. McCarthy said between his presser, us, and the fan, he talked at nauseum about how prepared they are, about how much they go over certain things. We go over this. We go over that. Video training. This, that. We go over this. We go over that. Video training. Go over this. We go over that. Video training. Heard it all day yesterday. They're prepared. At the end of the day, like Michael Irvin said, your stars have to go out and make plays. You think Pop was right all the time and everything he did? No. It's just sometimes Tim took over. Tim's an eraser. Sometimes Manu took over. He erases mistakes. Yeah. Pop made a lot yeah. of coaching mistakes that we never even thought about because yeah. he had Tim, Manu, and Tony. You think McCarthy was making all the right calls with Aaron Rodgers? No. Absolutely not. But Aaron would figure it out. At $45 million, shouldn't Dak be an eraser? Yes. Dak got figure it out money. And he didn't figure it out. At $96 million, shouldn't Zeke be an eraser? Zeke shouldn't have been playing, and I asked McCarthy that. I was like, hey, hindsight's twenty twenty, but the guy that tore PCL, should Pollard have been playing more? Didn't really answer it. Got a two-back system going. Yeah, he got, his, I got a two-back system well, my, going. My OC doesn't call any runs yeah, anyway. Zeke, so. well, yeah, that's, that's what he said. He's like, we need to run the ball more, period. But remember, we asked about that specifically earlier in the season as well, and McCarthy told y'all right here, yeah, we miss? had we had about eight plays that we had called that oh. were run pass options. Run pass option. Well, the the, the Tampa game specifically when that, that was the first time that and then who'd have thought it would have become a thread and a, and a plot line through the entire season when they only ran Dak like eight times or Zeke like eight times in that Tampa game and you know Brady gets the ball at the end and beats him. So you know the thread or the. Uh, the theme of training camp was we're going to be a playoff team because we're going to be put together a team that's ready to go to Green Bay in January. Yeah, that's ready to go to Buffalo or where to go someplace cold and play a football game because we're going to have a style that will do that and that is encompassing. We're a running football team that passes off of that. That's what we were told in training camp. That's what we thought we would see in game one, and well, we didn't. And we should have known right then that Kellen Moore is here to throw the football. That's what he wants to do. The other teams have been successful doing it, but. That's what it is, and it's not what we thought. And that Ellen was a threat all season. Boy. He knows he can do no wrong. But it's hard to argue when you're throwing it to C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper and and Michael Gallup. Those guys are good, and they won a lot of football games, so it's hard to step away from okay. that. But the idea, McCarthy was right in the beginning, is if this line is fully healthy, we are a running football team. You don't have Zach and Pollard or Zeke and Pollard behind them and don't use them. And they did when they could, but they got away from it. Does Mike McCarthy have a lot of things to fix? Yes. Yes. Is he to blame for some things? Absolutely. The thing that he's the biggest to blame for is never figuring out how to discipline the team with this penalty situation. The The double-digit penalties went on all year, and he never did anything to fix it. 
that is on him. And it came back to bite them in the butt. But he owned that. He said, that's on me. He didn't run from that. He didn't run from it. No. Uh, he could have easily went popping like my team was soft today. So I think it's disingenuous for Jane Slater to say some of the things she said. Shireen. And Shireen. Shireen laid so in the McCarthy. She's like, I would have fired him and hired so uh, Dan Quinn. why do you think it is? What exactly is going on in the, in the close orbit with the beat writers that are so adamant that maybe there needs to be a change when, from where our perspective, it just seems like the natural life of a coach. That there's a thousand things you got to do. You're going to get about 500 of them dead perfect right. You're going to get about 250 of those things mostly right. And the other quarter, it, you just can't. And Mike McCarthy's got a quarter of the stuff that he does that he's going to have to fix. Well, my 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 thing is I don't think he should be fired. But you have people like Minix who have been on him all year about whatever penalties, clock management, whatever. And so maybe Shireen and Jane fall into that category, and then this was the the this was the straw that broke the camel's back. This loss because a lot of people have been criticizing mm-hmm. him all year. So it wasn't like this. Like this is his first game. This is his first time he messed up. For a lot of people, these have been issues for the entire season. Do y'all take any umbrage with the fact that former players that are very close to Jerry Jones, like Daryl Johnston, Mm -hmm. Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman, have all come out and talked about the coaching staff at some point this week on the Blitz? Well, well, Johnston, first of all, when he made his first appearance post-loss, and it was on the Nationals, he came on uh, um, Keyshawn and Mm -hmm. and Jay will and he said it would be stupid. To fire him. It would be. as a former player, they they won. They were twelve and six. Had the best offense in football. Had the best scoring offense in football, mm-hmm. and had two defensive candidates for either MVP, Rookie of the Year. What's the other than the loss? He did everything right. The goals were achieved. Why would you even consider it? Now the window is closing, and there's lots of other stuff. But Daryl, speaking from a player's perspective, when you lock into the when you walk into the locker room, things are pretty good. Yeah. We got to just get but we two penalties a game, one more play, we're Super Bowl. That's where they are. And we didn't say that last year. Agreed. We come back. Penny Hardaway acted, well, went all little Penny. And you want Mike McCarthy to go where Penny went. Wait till you hear Penny Hardaway speak of his Memphis basketball team and their recent troubles. A lot of coaches are going, yes. Others are going, right. dude, seriously? Like, stop it. You'll hear it next. This is r and in the morning, and you're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. The best seat in the house is on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. What you know about Craig David? Pledge. That's a good album. It is. Rendezvous? Yeah. Great album. This is a nice. I'd like to hear this today about 515. I wish it was sunny and sitting out on a porch. I know. So I know every now and then on a Friday you catch up with the wife and y'all hit a happy hour and you go and hang out. No. Those Too crazy teachers. Well, I don't know. It might be in play. I'm playing. I'm thinking I might go to the Spurs game tonight. You, I've you never seen Kyrie me. live, so I, I need to go do that. Yeah. And uh, I was talking uh, to the uh, 
<laughs> this first PR guys yesterday. He goes, hey, man, I, I went by. I, I noticed that your credential is the only one not picked up. What's your favorite Craig David song? Fill me in. Seven days. Rendezvous. I have to. Look, I'm gonna look it up. I, I don't I know, know titles. It's number thirteen. I, I, it was number thirteen on the CD. Yeah. I can't remember the name of some. But it was number thirteen. But uh, you know, we talk a lot about coaches and Mike McCarthy. They get paid well for what yeah. they do. And while you know, at the end of the day, if they get fired, they still get all their check, and they're never going to want for money for the rest of their lives. But th- it is difficult. You, you, it's hard will, job. you take it from every direction. It's a hard and uh, there aren't easy fixes, and there's a lot of ways to skin a cat, and your way might not be the right way or the best way, but it's your way, and you have to suffer through that. And every coach goes through losing streaks. Every coach has bad teams. Every coach has teams that are well above their skill set in coaching, and you let them go play, and some, no matter what you do, you can hit them with a shovel, and they will never understand. <laughs> That's the life of a coach. That's what it that. is. I agree with that. Now, Penny Hardaway is new to coaching. He had an AAU grassroots team for a bit, but that's coaching to the extent as you do a lot of game. You're doing a lot of timeouts. But the development stuff, the day-to-day, the life that is a coach, you're not living that until you're Making doing sure it. they're going to class. All like, that. There's none of that at AAU. You no. just like, you roll the ball out and tell them to get up and down. Just make sure they're there for the flight to get to the game. That's, that's all it. it is. At the University of Memphis, there's a little bit of pressure. And he stepped into that gauntlet, bringing James Wiseman and Precious Achua and all these other NBA types, and things were easy. A couple years later, he's still bringing in the studs, and things are not. They've lost 8 of 12 in Memphis, and there are expectations that are higher than that. This is the press conference yesterday. I think the one thing I can say to this media, because this media gets kind of up sometimes when it comes to me, we don't have our full roster. Y'all know we don't have our full roster. Stop asking me stupid questions about if I feel like I can do something. If I had my roster like they did, then I feel like I can do whatever I want to do. I'm coaching really hard. My boys are playing really hard. I'm not embarrassed about nothing. We have four freshmen starting. Y'all need to act like it. Act like we got 17, 18, and 19-year-olds out here trying to learn how to play against 22, 23, and 24-year-old guys. Come on, man. Stop disrespecting me, bro. Like, don't do that. I work too hard. I work way too hard for that. Y'all write all these articles about me and all i do is work we got young kids on the floor they got young kids on the floor um this is coming off by the way a 70 to 62 loss to smu look i am a fan of clapback i don't feel like we like, I feel like the media, we become, not all of us, I'm just saying, but I will say we, I feel like we in the media, we have become just as entitled in some aspects as the athletes. Some media types feel like they are bigger than life, they're larger than life because this is such a sought after job and everybody wants to do it and I'm here, you're not, I know what I'm talking about, you don't. Like, the media is just an entitled and I feel like sometimes we get a, we get a little bit full of ourselves and sometimes we get a little bit loose and the questions can come off a tad bit disrespectful. And the thing we have to remember is we're all men first. Penny is a man before he is a coach. And if he felt disrespected, I'm like, like people got mad at Katie. Why does he always have something to say? I don't have a problem. If you say something about somebody that's negative, you should expect somebody to come back at you. So I don't have a problem with him coming back at the media. But what I will say is, once you've stepped into this arena and you've stepped into the blue chippers with the James Wisemans and all these guys and you start getting four or five star guys and you're getting guys that are we all know are one and dones and they're not performing, this is a part of it, Penny. 
Like this is a part of being like, yeah, we know Calipari is one and done people. He works hard too. You know, there's a lot of guys that work hard and there's a lot of guys that are coaching hard. And there's a lot of teams, whether it be pro college, whatever, that are dealing with not full rosters. Everybody's playing without a full roster. UTSA just traveled to El Paso with seven or eight guys. Um, this is this is what it is. So if you want to be considered one of the big dogs, you want to be considered one of the best coaches, one of the better programs, this comes with it. Yes, it does. That's all I'm saying. I, I heard a lot of me and not a lot of we there. Yeah. Y'all picking on me. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all picking on me. You've got Imani Bates and Jalen Duran. That's $50 million of basketball right See, there. are they both playing? See, I haven't been keeping up. Are they, did they both play they last night? They played in this game. Okay. They play, they've been part of the eight losses. They're nine and eight as we sit right now. There is pressure, but Penny Penny stepped in. It, it's really hard for us. I mean, he, he started the game on third base. He stepped into the Memphis gig with James Wiseman and Precious Achua. He had them. He, his first coaching job he had a number one and what a number twelve draft pick in the NBA. Yeah, that's the first head coach. Atua was playing. He was underdrafted. Sounds a lot like Little Penny to me. Yeah, I was about to say. Are we sure that that was Penny? Because that sounded it oddly sounded like familiar. What are you guys doing? What are you doing? Hey, you know the only time you guys yell box out is when you're out of donut. You guys remind me of my shoe closet. I got one penny and a bunch of loafers. Autumn residents. Little Penny. Hey. I got one penny, a bunch of loafers. You know what? Those were some of the best commercials. Oh, absolutely. And then he had one of the better Nike shoes. They were heavy. The pennies were, were heavy. They I were never wore them. Well, the phone posits were heavy. The other ones were decent. But um, no, nah, Penny, this is you're in the you're in. I get it. Like you feel like there's there's always that one guy that the coach doesn't get along with the coach or the player doesn't get along with. There's somebody within there that's well, so, consistently writing bad articles about him and consistently asking him well, what he deems disrespectful questions, and he had had enough. Well, the, I believe the question was entirely disrespectful. It was, are you embarrassed? Remember when the Bills, uh, the was it Por, uh, Micah? Well, it was, the two, it was the safety and the DB. It was Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde. And Micah Hyde, and the, and the question was, are y'all embarrassed by what happened tonight? Remember how he went off? Like, embarrassed? Like, yo, like, I always give you good stuff, and this is how you do me? Mm -hmm. Remember that. And that's Penny last night. Like, if you ask me, am I embarrassed? Well, eight, losing 8 of 12, we all know it is embarrassing. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> but I don't think I word it like that. Uh, Penny hadn't lost 8 of 12 in his entire life. I mean, but is that a dis it is a disrespectful question, or is it not? Are you embarrassed is a disrespectful question in every angle, and it is asked to elicit an angry response. Oh, okay. There's no question that this was a gotcha question. I gotcha. I'm mad at you. Are you embarrassed? It's the, have you stopped beating your wife? Damn. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Good no? Lord. No? How do you answer that? Are you embarrassed? You You're you, So you want me to walk down and slap you, so you want to fight. That's, that's, that's one of those. That was the old school. I watched this movie the other night, The Last Duel, where you take the glove off and you slap them with it. Yeah. That was, are you embarrassed? And you're behind the lectern and you can't touch me. And Penny lost it. And you have to be above that in this job. Yeah. You have to be above it. He's going to get fined for that. There oh. were too many F-bombs in there. He could have went at him, but when you start dropping the F-bombs, you end up getting fined. And the mystery that is, what is wrong or what's the deal with the Monty Bates? With the Monty Bates. 
the next Durant, the, the next LeBron. The, the Does pro- he have to stay? I, I, I don't know. I think he's still a lottery pick. Oh, somebody, because somebody would be like, we can fix him. It's Penny's fault. He he he's a, he's a pro. It's just Penny didn't know what he's doing with them. We can fix him. Well, it's been a, 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 an ongoing situation with that. Money but he doesn't look good. No, not at all. And Jalen Duran, both these guys should be top ten this year. Okay. So it should improve. Hey, we're going to put a bow on the show. Look forward to a fantastic weekend. Make our picks for our divisional playoffs and maybe give you something to cheer for. Hang around. This is R&R in the morning, and you're on San Antonio Sports Star. It's ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. This is Joe Reinagle. Drive home with Jason Minix and me today at 4, ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. Second best hair in radio. Who is that? Joe Reinagle. Who's first, you? I will go with you. I'll take you over, Joe. Nah, Joe's got my far better hair than I got. Then is it Jason or Pledge? I'll it ain't say you. Oh, my beard? We talking about my beard What's or my chest hair? hair? In general, chest hair. No, I shaved my chest. I did that for a little while. I tried it. I was going out one night and I had the shirt unbuttoned and there was a little bit of a yeah. little bit of stuff coming out. Yeah, I shaved my chest. So I shaved it frequently. And then I then that's what happens. And then you get to that where you forget to shave and you look down and you got like stubble there. That's yeah. and it's itchy. I'm not diligent enough to to keep up with that. It's itchy. And you don't want like a razor cut on your chest. So I I don't have that much anyway. Oh, okay. But is it true that if you shave it, it comes back thicker? Yes. Once you start shaving, it, it just grows back quicker. That doesn't help work with my beard. Yeah. Your beard grew back quick. It did, but it's not thick. See, I got like open patches. You'd think I'd shaved it enough. That's it what just for men is for. <laughs> no, that's for the gray. It fills in the patches. Need to have some uh, fertilizer. We The Spurs tonight... Full what? handed, they're 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 not they're full strength. They're, they should be at full strength. First time I, I can't maybe remember. this season. I can't remember without somebody on an injury. Does it has to be because Zach Collins has been on from the beginning. So there's always been somebody. This is the first time. Now Mitch Johnson and Becky Hammond out with COVID protocols, so the coaching deficit. But we've got Steve Nash coming to town and uh, bringing both Hardaway and Irvin. Um, Claxton, their big. Center is going, has been banged up a little bit, and athletic posts like Claxton have always given Pirtle just a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of dinged up. We got Patty's return. We're going to be yeah. happy to see him. Um, but I would pump the brakes on retiring this jersey. Oh, absolutely. And I want to talk about that. We love Patty Mills. Should we put together? Because there's been a lot of players that uh, Sean Elliott was the first Patty, more than Patty, but Sean, Sean is. Worthy of a lot of acclaim. No, Sean doesn't count. Let's somebody a little bit lesser. Those guys that deserve some 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 long term Avery attention, but not in the rafters. He's like Avery. Avery's in the rafters, though. But so I'm saying, but they're but Patty Mills should never be in the rafters. You know what? Just because I, you've been here a long time, I I don't think so either. But then I'm also reminded that. When it's just a specific team, you have specific reasons. Do you think Bruce should be up there? Well, I, because I, I he played really Bruce good there. defense. Should Bruce be up? I mean, he is. We could go the Celtic way and run out of numbers, yeah. and retire everybody's, which I'm not against. But if we do that, you suddenly, if you start lessening the requirements, then it gets even more difficult. Yeah, because Patty. But there's there's going to be some people that can make a strong case for Patty. But shouldn't there be some place? 
that we honor the Larry Keenans, the Mike Mitchells, the Avery Johnsons, the Bruce Bowens, the the ones that played a vital and important role in the times that they were here, but probably shouldn't be hanging in the rafters where there's like a hall of the nearlies. I don't know. I don't know what you could, what you do, but the hall of nearlies. What, you know, because I, I <laughs> want to celebrate. It is. I want to celebrate Patty Mills. Me I want to celebrate him, but I don't want to put him up in the rafters. He isn't that, but he's something. <laughs> the hall of nearlies. You know what that sounds like? Are you embarrassed by that loss? <laughs> And you know what? We love Patty. I, I've never I met. Do. I've never met anyone that said, oh, you know, what? I don't like Patty. Like he was great in the community, great on the court. Because keep in mind, in 2014, Tony, for whatever reason, struggled. Now, I know that was Kawhi's coming out part and he won the finals MVP. But Patty was holding the lowdown and played in the phenomenal finals in 2014 because whatever reason, like I said, Tony mm-hmm. uh, struggled a bit. And then Patty was just like, not our mascot, but just like our energy booster, our guy, like, you know, waving the towel. Because like, we got him like he was a freshman. He showed up like a freshman, didn't get off the bench and waved the towel, right. then moved up a little bit, and then within three years was playing a vital role. So we feel like he was part of us from the beginning. Right. But the I don't Raptors? Know, no, no. No, but there should be something that whenever you go to the, to the stadium, a place where you can go and go, ah, yeah. yeah. He needs a, re- a bit of recognition. Right. I don't want him to fade into the sands of time. But I wouldn't put him up on the rafters. Ozark drops tonight. I know. Are you so? Are you going to start tonight? Are you? What are you, you well, planning on starting? Well, I might dive right in. If it, I was again, I was hoping for the kind of weather that would have justified the visit to H E B, where I have nineteen bags of chips and seventeen packages of toilet paper for this cold snap quarantine <laughs> thing we're going through. I'd like to be able to justify that by getting home at some point today and not leaving the house until Monday morning. And in that time, watch a whole bunch of great football, watch a whole bunch of Ozark, and I got to get caught up on Boba Fett. How many episodes you bought? I thought you were caught up. I am. I got another one to watch. And then the mayor of Kingstown, dude, if you guys aren't watching that on Paramount Plus, Jeremy Renner, extraordinary series. Dude, I got to see your cable bill one day. I just want to take, just send me a screenshot of your cable. You have every streaming service see, known to me. I have dispersed it to the point where I'm, it's kind of like a, you're like a, a, a oh, big business yeah. where you're, you're hiding where you're paying and who's paying. Cause here and there, it just I got comes credit, out. it's coming out of my credit card. Yeah. It's coming off my wife's credit card. It's coming out of our checking account. So you forget your we emails. Have no idea what we're paying. <laughs> How much is Paramount Plus? Is this like, is it one of those $14? No, no, it's cheap. It's, it's basically the, uh, CBS. But so all the CBS shows are on Paramount Plus. So I saw the, uh, is it Paramount or Peacock? They're doing the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot. Is that Peacock or Paramount? I think that's Peacock. Yeah, I saw that. So I don't even have Peacock. Is Peacock worth anything worth on Peacock getting? Uh, I got it for one reason. Which one? They have all the office reruns. And then they also have some office expanded for cut scenes that have been cut out. But Yellowstone's Peacock, ain't it? Yellowstone is Peacock. But I got it for Paramount Plus and stumbled onto Yellowstone. Mm. I mean, that's what we got. But Ozark, I I'm, I think I'm going to dive in tonight if I don't go to the Spurs game, but I'm going to have to watch last season, or last season, whenever that was. Two, I, three I'm going to need a refresher. I'm going to need a refresher, man. I, and I hate to have to do that, but I'm going to need a refresher. Now I know my thirteen. She's gonna try at some point make me go watch Scream. Like I'm gonna have to. Like I don't Good. want to, but I'm gonna have to. I wish somebody was forcing me to go. Because going you to the movies, back. I, and it's not that I don't want to go. I know. I it's know you're just not no longer on the yeah. hierarchy. You know, we have everybody's got their rut. 
everybody's got, if you don't know what you're going to eat for dinner, there's three places you go to. It's just one of those three. That's just how it works out. They have fallen down in the hierarchy of things that we do. You know, movies are not in the plans. And they used to be part and parcel, like whatever that day was, we're going to the movie. We I don't love, talk like I that I love anymore. movie day. Me too. I love movie day. But I think we've gotten very comfortable at home watching these movies. And so many of them are so much better on the big screen. Even though they're good at home, they're not the same. Yeah. Um, Buffalo or the Chiefs? Yeah, let's hit this. Who you got? I, I like Buffalo. Buffalo was the best team in football last week. I like Buffalo as well. Uh, Tampa Bay or the Rams? See, I don't want to pick two upsets. But I like the Rams in this one. I like the Rams. Really? Because of Cam Akers, I think they provide some speed around the edge. And that defense, I don't know if they were playing possum for the last six weeks, but that defense we saw last week was not the defense we'd seen previously. Suddenly, Von Miller is attacking the ball. Jalen Ramsey's covering. I mean, Donald is dominating the wasteland. That looked like a defense that's ready to take on a Tampa team that's going to have to be able to run the ball, I think, because they're banged up at wide receiver. I hope that doesn't happen, Rob, because I need to see Tom and Aaron collide again. Like I want they, that. I want to see Tom and Aaron again. My hot take would be of those two games between Kansas City and Buffalo and uh, Tampa and the Rams, one there's going to be an upset in my mind. It's going to be one of those oh, two I games. think it's going to be Buffalo. I think Buffalo's going to win. I'm taking Buffalo. I'm taking Tampa. I'm taking Green Bay. I'm taking the Titans. I would like to see an air show from Cincinnati. I would like to, even that would though. That would be cool. I, I, we need another up-and-coming thing to talk about next season. We need that, we need next, that next team thing, to come yeah. on up because uh, we've got some teams that are fading. And I'd like to have just a little bit of, of the light taken away from McCarthy. So when we see each other again on Monday, M- McCarthy's still going to be the coach of the Cowboys. Don't you figure? Mm. Well, the, wow. The, the hesitation <laughs> there. Well, only because the insider insiders are still not sold. But if you're asking me, he, he should be, and I think he will be. Spurs will go one and one, oh and two, one and one. So that's a win tonight and a loss to Philly, or the other way around. Yeah, probably lose to Philly because Embiid is just too much. This is a weekend to go see your San Antonio Spurs. If you buy tickets to see stars, they are coming this weekend. Absolutely. You will have Patty Mills here along with Harden and Kyrie, and then don't forget Joel Embiid uh, comes to town on Sunday as the Spurs uh, round out the end of this long and, and uh, let's hope fruitful uh, homestand as they try to stack a couple of wins and okay. count down to we're looking for number eight, right? Yes, we're at nine right now. He's feel good Friday. He's I'm Rob Thompson. He's a that's James Pledger over there. That's Michael Menace with halftime will be here at noon. We'll have the boys back at 4 o'clock. Joe and uh, Jason with the Blitz at 4 o'clock. Rudy and I go study the tape, practice real hard, come back on Monday and impress you. Until then, take care of each other.